there's nothing like clearing your float to start something that people are going to listen to for quite a while. <clears throat> How about some sniffing too? <laughs> oh, that was a bad one. No, that was Sunday League football. He used to have a, I used to have a coach that would uh, hank it, like clear his nose out, like, yeah. and he just, yeah. phew, but you try it as a kid, yeah. and it just goes all down your face and your chest. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah some, some oh, people, it's a, that's a skill. It's a man thing. That yeah, is. it's a skill. Try, try. I've never tried it as an adult. You should do it so casually, just walking along, be talking, and just go, yeah, and it just be boom, one bullet of snot. I reckon for like a second, his blood pressure would just went, <laughs> Oh, yeah, like, he died of a heart attack a few years later. Yeah, <laughs> while doing it, he just literally went, <laughs> went down. Oh, so this is, well, we're recording this a little early, but you will be listening to this on New Year's Day 2022. Mm, terrifying. 2022. Do you know what is terrifying? Listen to this. 2002 was 20 years ago. And the fact is you remember 2002 very yeah. clearly. Yeah. Weird. And it's 20 fucking years ago. Yeah. It's very disturbing, that is. Not, not happy. We've lost two years to freaking co-cunt. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's definitely thrown it. That doesn't... Coconut 19 has just stolen two years. So we're all going back. One, you haven't aged those two years because you were inside most of the time anyway, so no sun damage. Yeah. And um, we just should revert it back. A bit like daylight savings, but COVID savings. Yes. Yeah, I think that's only fair. So it's a welcome to... Anyone who's been born in that time period, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're negative. You're, you're like minus a year old. So welcome to 2020. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, um, it is weird. It's rolled around fast. Really fast. Like, I thought last year went quick. Yeah. And then this year's like flown by even more. I don't, I don't know why. Like, I don't know whether it's because we've the been situation more, haven't we? This yeah. Year. Yeah. It's very, very bizarre. It like feels like it snuck up on me. Just sure. Christmas in general as well. Like, Christmas was great and that just yeah. rolled around fast. I don't feel that. Oh, also, if you're watching on Spotify, we have like a really weird, um, window of light in the middle of the table. That's oh, because yeah. it's daytime. And we don't normally, we're normally nighttime and we're playing daytime, nighttime today. So we can't stop it because the sun is just coming in. It's yeah. just tough titties. So uh, we are, we're baning it in the shadows. Yeah. I think it looks kind of cool. It looks a little bit eclectic, doesn't it? Yeah, but yeah, sorry. that's why, because we're filming it in the day. But it also means that we are not doing a new bottle of something today. Yeah. Because it would be a waste to open it and only have one drink. Yeah. So we've gone to some favorites. But before we get to that, Christmas favorites are in front of those. I thought it'd be a miss. Not to have a Terry's chocolate orange yeah. and some mint matchmakers. I've have had matchmakers in ages. So I'm open this Terry's orange. It's a fresh one. Save this one. There's already one open in the living room. I might yeah. add. <laughs> you've got to have <laughs> multiple, this one. You've got to have but, separate Terry's chocolate oranges in one in every room. You, you do, and you, but and what I'm ashamed of is I've only got pure Terry's orange. I didn't get any of the funky ones. But did you know this? This is how you open a Terry's chocolate orange. So you can see when you get it wrapped up, blue mm. sticker on the top, and yeah. it's in the wrapper. Yeah. You got to take the base. Yeah. Two hard whaps on a hard surface. Take the top. Two hard whaps. Yeah. And that, when you now open it, you no. don't have to fight to break all the pieces. They just... No pressure. Look, watch. And you go in. Proof. Oh, I've got a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> and look. Uh, just breaks apart. I always used to try and twat it off my own head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, and then you only do that once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly so, uh, firm. The terriers are open. The matchsticks are partially already eaten. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. So I haven't had a matchstick in a very long time. I, I had some just before we started. And I was like, I changed oh. the box and so now it opens top ways mm. instead of being a slidey tray. Yeah, I think that's better to be honest. I do because then you don't accidentally run out before you know it. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're very aware. Because the I slidey think... tray used to tip it, didn't you? Yeah. And it accidentally It must be a out. thing with mint flavoured chocolates because 
after eights, and then if you put the packet back because you're like, oh, just mm. you're not trying to not leave mess everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And then you get into the end, and then you're like, oh god, oh god, <laughs> oh, no, no, they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. I thought I had more. And you have that mapper, and then you find the one that's yeah. like lying flat on the yeah. bottom underneath them. All. You're like, yeah. 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 Every time though, you, you, and, and you, then what the you do? idea that you've got, oh, you save for that last one. You so. save it, and then you also leave the packet there with all the empties in it. On the table, just mm. to let other people rummage through, mm. <laughs> knowing full well you've had the last one. Mm. Oh. Can't beat cherry orange. So that's fine. Right. I've not had a lot of chocolate over Christmas, to be fair. I don't really buy much chocolate. I don't know why. I'm more of a sweets person, but I do love chocolate. I'm a chocolate guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've um, oh, Jaffa cakes actually tell a lie. I've, 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 I've got, got a yard of Jaffa cakes. Yeah, that's gone already. Mine is. Oh I'm, no, I've, I've done one pack of mine's gone. I've had. Well, so I had a yard, which is four boxes of... Is it four or five? I think mine was four boxes of ten, I think. Is that all it is? Yeah, they've reduced. They used to be 12 in a pack. Did, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, so it's four. Bo- I'm sure it's four boxes of ten. And then I had a three-pack of tens. They're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Jaffa is good for? Pre-workout. Or intra-workout, the ideal or for intra-workout. Or post-workout, or pre-bed, or, or mid- mid-morning. <laughs> yeah, lunch, dinner, dessert, <laughs> afternoon snack, elevenses. Elevenses. <laughs> 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 hashtag nutrition yes health hashtag health well, it's not 2022 for us just yet it is no. for you guys now but notice so we, we've we now this is what you're listening to is now past calories and because they're in the past they don't count so this never happened mm-hmm. facts science, science. <laughs> so what we're going to do today as promised we've put the questions out so we will have the Q&A at the end but we're going to cover some stuff to help you smash into the new year and not fail like so many of us do. We need some little tips and hints and stuff that stuff that I've already started, uh, and some other little stuff as we go along to help you be realistic in your expectation and yeah. also be successful. Yeah, and we're going to do all of that while eating chocolate and drinking and drinking. Whiskey and rum. Yeah. Why have you picked them for a drink? I've gone for Twin Fin because it is only like what is it about one o'clock? Yes, yeah, one o'clock. Mm. Um, and I didn't know what time I was going to get here. I thought it might be late morning initially. Dad joke intersect. Yeah. Five o'clock somewhere. It is five o'clock somewhere, but uh, I think if there were th- was ever a m- such thing as a morning rum, I, I, you're Twin right. Fin would be a morning rum. You're right. You're 100 percent right. So that's if you my excuse. That bre- <laughs> if you serve that with breakfast on the beach, you'd yeah. be like, "Yep, yeah, that would be fine." Smells like summer. Yeah. So that's mine. Really light. Really, really sweet. Um, I'm I only might, having I might a, steal some of that. Yeah, I'm only having a, a you know an actual realistic single because I've got to drive back a little bit later on. So, got to be safe. I don't normally drink and drive at all if I can help it, even if it's just very little. Yeah. But um, needs must. I've got to, got to, got things to do as a businessman. Yes. So, yeah. I've got actually talking of entrepreneurial things. Last week we talked about um, finding porn in the woods oh. on the last episode, <laughs> and I just got a message through this morning that one people agree they found porn in the woods. It was a common thing. They used to go fishing. People mm. went fishing and found porn. Riding bikes, finding porn. Country walks, found porn. Pretty much, there was, the guy was busy. The mm. bush porn man was busy. Mm. But there's the little known message I got this morning from uh, Peggy Bra of the milkman porno delivery system that was in place where he lived. <laughs> so you could get, you know, your three pints of milk and orange juice and a pack of porn. <laughs> See, milkman, they're getting hammered left, right and centre now. Supermarkets have taken most of the, the custom from the milk. The internet's taken most of the custom from the porn. That's it. How are they meant to make a living? What's he got going? He's just going to start selling selling himself. Yeah. Milk a milkman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole new meaning to milkman. But that's quite... A milkman's give him credit. baby. 
You're giving him credit though, haven't you? Just, I bet you it was only select customers. They yeah. know that he knew he could get away or with it. Or an enterprising milkman. Yeah. He's oh. just like, what goes well with milk? We do orange juice. We can do bread. Porn. Yeah. <laughs> Porn will do. Maybe he was watching something that involved butter and cheese and milk at yeah. the time. He had like a fetish. Yeah. He was like, this is a thing. Maybe it was dairy related. Dairy porn. Only dairy related porn. Yeah. All dressed as cows. Well, I was thinking. And milkmaids. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just erotically milking cows. Yeah, but the cow is a bloke dressed as a cow. Mm. <laughs> We're going too far with this. Yeah, there you go, so anyway. There is porno milkmans in I the world. I wouldn't want to drink welcome. milk that got delivered along with porn. Good fact as well, yeah. Good point. Well, mm. yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. There's something I don't know just that just doesn't feel right. No, definitely won't be accepted in COVID nineteen rule days. Definitely not. No, that, that's definitely not safety, safety consciousness. Well, as I say, I wonder, Peggy, if you're listening, did your parents <laughs> order porn? <laughs> yeah, we want to know. Yeah, because we want to. I'm assuming that you know because it happened to be dropped off. You know, you you left for school in the morning and then you saw the milk and you know big jugs. Three, <laughs> just lie on the doorstep, and you're just like, "Oh, there's there's the normal milkman delivery. The jugs are here, mum, and the milk too." <laughs> Off to school, ta 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 ra. <laughs> right there, you go, porno milkmans. You heard it here first, probably. I doubt you've heard it anywhere else. And if you have, you probably were one of the people ordering it. So well done, you supported a local businessman with entrepreneurial yeah. dreams. Who's probably now doing porn. On with the episode. So I have gone with um, the small batch 1792 because it was a cheeky one. It was a surprising one and I liked it. Um, I was going to go with the Jack Daniels, but we just had that. Mm. And this is on a par. These are my two favorites. And I just thought, you're going rum, I'll go whiskey. Because yeah. if you were, if I was going rum, I would have either probably gone with that or the uh, Burning Barn honey rum. Are you trying later on today as well? Yeah. yeah. Again, so. so again, just a tipple. Yeah. Just a tipple. I did actually contemplate whether it would be poor form to take a hip flask into the gym with you. <laughs> because during part of my rehab, when I couldn't go to the gym and I was training here, I would have a nip mm. of, of my uh, Kraken spiced rum, which is in the skull, which is in the same room where all my Just put, a, put a little bit in there. And just, if anyone asks, just watch just BCIAs. <laughs> it's in, in a metal can, <laughs> yeah. hip flask. Yeah, just like... Yeah. It's a, it's the the stainless steel Let's container. It the stainless steel container. It stops the BCIs degrading in the ether of the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Science, secret top tip. Science. Don't tell anyone. It's, yeah. It's how we but say technically, it. you got vasodilation. Yeah. Mental elation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it helps relax you. Mm -hmm. So you know there are actual benefits to having a, a bit of a shot before a workout. Yeah, I know quite a few. It's in like powerlifting. It's not it's not common, but it's also not unheard of. There are a few people that it's a bit commonplace. Normally, it'll be done with a deadlift more so than others because the other lifts are a little bit more potentially dangerous and a bit more technical mm. in terms of like you don't want your balance to be slightly compromised when you're trying to squat a maximal load. Yeah, an elephant um, squat. Yeah, or you know if you're if bench pressing, you're hol holding a weight over your chest. Probably yeah. you want to be as switched on clear as possible. Whereas a deadlift, you can just let go. And I think a deadlift having a bit more aggression and rage 
like that fit. Yeah. You can, you, that can be utilized a little bit. You don't bit really more. wobble over on deadlift either. You kind of plant it out because all the weight's low. Yeah. It's, you know, some people do fall over from deadlifting. Normally, if they do, it's sumo deadlifts and it'll be if they're wearing straps so they can't oh, let go. Can, so it'll yeah. pull them over. Um, which, or in, um, if they're using deadlift suits as well, because that's like a, a neoprene kind of multi layered suit that tr- basically wants people to stand upright. So you have to fight against it. So you'll get some assistance from the suit but that can kind of pull you in a bit weird direction so you'll will occasionally see people fall over from from being in so deadlift dressed like a or, twat or and then you fall suits. over yeah it's a it's a strange little well it's not a little at all it's a strange niche it in powerlifting like three people to get them into it as well yeah yeah it is it's it's not something i've ever tried i'm not saying i, I never would but it's that'd be a funny video daily tasks whilst wearing yeah a, a bench press oh suit. yeah bench suit because they, oh. they make your arms stick up yeah you literally like, like that like, you, it, you, most people like they need help to get their arms under the bar because yeah can, like unless they've got weight in their hands it's really hard for them to like retract <laughs> their shoulders back there's a video for you to do for yeah. barbell yeah yeah for, I, well i don't own a bench suit trying but, um, to make a shake whilst wearing one of those and skipping or something weird <laughs> yeah just any everyday tasks would be yeah. extremely interesting what we're saying is, drink before doing deadlifts. Yes. And also, right, so let's pour these. Yes. And then we're going to crack on. So to, I'm going to start with my first one that I fell out of doing, obviously, when my arm fell off. Um, pretty much just because I was in a mood. Um, and so I stopped. And that is journaling of daily tasks. Yeah. So, But it's a little bit more than that. It's a little bit more than just putting a task down and then being like, okay, I've got my list, going to do that. So what I have here, if you can't see it on the, um, if you're not watching the video, I have a, a little leather-bound journal. So it looks cool. It's like something out of Hogwarts. And um, I have an equally cool pen to go alongside it. So it's a leather-bound gold pen. All like handmade stuff. But it wasn't expensive. I think I got this off, I want to say Amazon, and I want to say it was only about £12 or something for, yeah. for both I think. I think yeah. the pen was like six, seven pounds and same for the book. Yeah. Something like that. So under 20 quid for both. And inside the book is really nice old worldly paper. So it's got the whole rustic feel to it. Yeah. And it's portable. It's not too big. It's not pocket sized, which I actually thought it might be when I ordered it, but it's actually not. But it doesn't matter. The goal is... You've got cargo trousers on it. You've got cargo trousers on it. Yeah. You could just chuck it <laughs> in back. It's pocket size if you've got cargo <laughs> yeah. trousers on. But the goal is, and I did, I did start pretty well, look. Yeah. Um, and what I would do is I have the left. So when you open a book, obviously you've got left page, right page. So on the left hand side of the page, I would have my tasks. So like here, I've got tasks and I had little doodles on the corners, just to, because whilst I was thinking of my tasks, I'd do a little doodle. Then I went up by eight thirty because this was when I was getting to bed at like three a.m. like dipshit mm-hmm. and not getting up till ten. Yeah. So I was, I was grinding my way back down to seven thirty wake ups. But the problem with me is if I get up too early, too soon, I'm just fucked for the day and I'm absolutely unproductive. So yeah, you've got to balance. To, yeah, I, work your way back. It's easier to ebb your way back down towards an early start rather than just jump into them. Yeah. Because I tried jumping into them. I'm just crushed for three days and it's a waste of three days. I was going to say, if you do expect for a minimum of a day, you're just going to be Zombie. very unproductive yeah. normally more than one day. Whereas with this, it was like eight th- up by 8.30 meant out of bed up not mm. just wake up by it yeah. so usually I was up by a week eight and then fast yeah then it's I just had here so I I was aiming for six tasks when I start now the goal is to get round about eight as you go along you add extra ones as you mm-hmm. get more proficient but I had so I had get up by um up by 830 train abs 100 dips start new edit 
sort out office slash pictures, and then gym. So they were all my tasks, but none of them were too huge. So I've got there, obviously, 100 dips. So I just do those at any point during the day, just mm -hmm. get 100 dips in and train my abs. So they were two things. So it's train abs and do dips, which you could do together, mm -hmm. or but I separated them. Just, you know, tick one, get it done, if you, and then, you know, you do yeah. the other one later if you've rushed or whatever. Start new edit. So I haven't put complete or do new edit. Mm. Just start it. Yeah. And, and I did. And yeah. all of these, look, I've got them ticked off. And the goal is here to tick off every task every day and to not break a day. So yeah. this is why you have it in a lovely little journal that you keep that you're going to go. And the goal is it's you versus you to not break this fucking thing for like 365 days. Yeah. And that's why this is a nice way of doing it. Because then also on the right-hand page, I've got here, how is your day? And then I've wrote down, you know, two or three major points of the day. And then at the bottom, I have, I've drawn like a little box. And in that, um, I liked, I've just, I decided I'll write something that I read that day or heard that day that was either motivational or made me think of something. Mm -hmm. So my, my notes for the day was, how was your day? I've put, I got up early again, but the bed was hard to leave. I want to improve on disconnecting from the comfort once a week. So yeah. Yeah. a little thing there. That's pretty good. Yeah. And that now when you read it back as well, you can go back and read them. Yeah, you like can I'm think doing about now. It. it makes you remember, fuck yeah, I need to redo that again. I need to yeah. reissue that. It's really easy to fall back into old habits as well. So don't feel like, you know, just because you've just because you've yeah, because you've fixed that problem, it's gonna be permanently oh, solved. No. no, you've got to you've got to keep everything on, comes yeah, back. You've got to keep on track. And, you know, in those inevitable times where you do kind of things do get a bit derailed for whatever reason. It's useful to have these notes so you can look back and be like, oh, what, what was I thinking at that time? What worked for yeah. me? How did I actually get out of that slump? And you can start to identify habits. And then you can also, you know, you might be able to save time because you're like, I tried this and it just didn't work. So you yeah. can just completely eliminate certain things. And it's just the process of being a little bit more like analytical and trying to keep on track with things that you do to make yourself more productive. And... You know, by having those written down somewhere, whether it's lists on your phone, using an app, physically written down, whether you have a whiteboard, like yeah. whatever you do to kind of track them, I think being more analytical is really useful because over time it'll stop you making the same mistakes twice and just get you get you the results if you faster. Literally, read back to yourself doing the same shit over and over again. You can be like, "What are you doing, you idiot?" But they also do say that writing something down with a pen and paper yeah. helps adhere it up to eighty percent more effectively. Then if you just write it down in like yeah. a notes on your phone or whatever like yeah. that, it's it's way it way more connected to you when you write it with a pen and paper. Yeah, physically writing something out, yeah. I definitely find that um, I don't know sticks with me a lot more. I, even though I don't like to like, I'm I'm dyslexic. I don't write a lot down. Most of the stuff I'll do will be jotted on notes on my phone or something yeah. that's saved on Google, you know, Google Calendar. But if it's anything that is important to me or anything that I need to do. Um, I don't know, with more urgency, it would be handwritten. And that is because it just sticks in your head a little bit better. Yeah. I don't know, something about, the, something about the process, you have to think about it differently when you're putting it into words opposed to just quickly typing something up. I don't, I don't know I why. Don't know, but I feel less connected when I literally type it on a phone. I think like, it's it because... It doesn't feel the same. I think it's because we do it so often. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because we, because everything we do is it's typed. It's modelled in. And so it's just another one of those things that could be just commenting a thumbs emoji to somebody it's fucking pointless do you know what i mean and it just gets jumbled up with all of that whereas mm. how many things do you do a day that you stop pull out a bit of paper and write those notes down you know 
probably something important. It's when you're on the phone to BT and they're asking you to take, <laughs> yeah, down, yeah, this take number down this number and you thing, need yeah. to remember that number <laughs> yeah. or whatever it might be. So yeah. I think it just sticks in your head a little bit more. And if you have a dedicated space for these things, like this little journal, yeah. so this is a dedicated space for tasks you're supposed to get done, so jobs you're going to do, positive way, jobs you're going to get done, plus the thoughts of your day. And this is something you can keep and read back over because it's in a nice little leather-bound journal as well. It's just got that whole kind of feel to it that makes you want to go back to it. Yeah, you're going to want to cool. keep hold of it. Oh, give you a cheers, mate. Cheers, Happy mate. New Year by the time this comes out. Whiskey and rum. Mm -mm -mm. Mm. That is so good. 1792. Oh, it's warming. It's sweet. Doesn't need ice. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Oh, it feels cheeky being in the middle of the day. Twin fin beats fucking... I'm just going to cover this as well. See, reading this back now, I haven't looked at this since because I was when my arm stopped. Yeah. I've put in here, there was a day I just put mulligan. Mulligan of a day. And that's where I decided to stop the things because just the, I couldn't put tasks in that were... I felt like were worthy enough. Yeah. Like pretty much like the last... Some of the last tasks were where you fucking sling a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but they're just... I've got one here. Look, stop moping around. <laughs> Yeah. script videos, hit protein. I just had things like that. And I just found out it was it was Groundhog Day when I was injured. Mm -hmm. So it was pointless kind of doing the, the task things um, because a lot of them, I, what it, I really want to nail this without missing a day. And because I kept getting random hospital stuff or things to do that would take me out for the day, yeah. I kept missing my tasks that I'd already written down. And I was like, I'm not ripping pages out and I'm not, not doing this. So I just mulliganed it until back. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably not a bad shout. Like, don't get me wrong, you definitely could have done it and you'd have had to have modified what, yeah. you know, you, you would have had to have reduced the magnitude of what those goals were. Yeah. But I think that's part of that's part of it as well. Like, you want the goals to be small and achievable because the, the, the act of writing down the goals and then ticking them off, it, the, the ticking off process is that positive feedback loop that you're trying to create, you're meant to start feeling good about yourself for achieving things. The size of them and what you actually achieved isn't that important. That's something that you kind of would build up over time. Yeah. And, you know, the importance of those tasks because definitely, like, at the start, it is worth having all the little things that you want to do, even if you, if you had 20 things on your list for the day, but they were broken down into, you know, wake up at X time, brush your teeth, get showered, Meditate for five minutes. Little, little things. The brush your yeah. teeth things, stuff like that you put in. Yeah. I, so I was already past those, yeah. the little ones of getting that done. So that's why, oh, we just got wind. You, want to shut, you can shut the shut the window. Oh, might, yeah. might Sorry, we're getting I a don't think you'll get the banging on the microphones, but here we go. But this one for me was um, six tasks. You can obviously have more of your smaller tasks up on the fridge and stuff as well. But in the journal side of things, it's more of your either goals towards work, goals towards your... Um, self-improvement and things like that just those more of those focus points you mind the ones like make the bed do the stuff like that you can include those as you get going yeah but then when they become a good habit that you don't, don't feel like right okay don't i can just do that as part i'm going to add on better ones so this is past those parts i did do those but i'd already done them by the time i bought this journal so mm -hmm. i'd already had those but look at this i've wrote here on my how was your day listen to this it takes and this is the thing is when you write something down and reread it it takes you back to remembering why you wrote it and i put here listen and i'll tell you about this afterwards but i learned a valuable lesson about not trusting in others who have red flags and to stop letting professional relationships be like a friendship yeah and i wrote that down because of something that happened which you already know yeah. about but i won't talk about on here um just because i was too nice for too yeah. long and ignored 
red flags and I've done it a couple of times this now. And it, as much as it's against my nature to be a bit boss like or mm. that way, I like to, I like people to enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. There are moments and you are way better at this than me because you run the gym. Mm. You've had to deal with it numerous times. Yeah. So that was when we spoke and you were just like, yep, here's what you fucking do. And I was like, yeah. So I cover these quickly. Then my last one was three days training in a row felt great, but actioning the time to leave needs to improve. Yeah. So you've got, I've got two there. One was discomfort, getting away from the comfort of waking up, just get the fuck up and disconnect from that comfort, getting my training in and then a life lesson in yeah. there. That was the three things I wrote. And then the, the bottom, which I like about what I've done here is the thing that either a quote or something I heard that day on this one, it was, it is, um, and I'm just going to read a couple of these in a row just so you guys have them. So this one is, if you attach yourself to emotions of past events, you can never live in the now. That's a really good one. Yeah, that is a nice one. Yeah. So it's basically, if you stay trapped in the past, you can't move forward. Exactly. Here's one. Do something rather than nothing. Um, at least make a move towards your goals. Nothing equals nothing. Yeah. Um. I got hurt today, but I can recover. And maybe this was the universe protecting me from something worse that could have been. And that was, um, I was careless during boxing and was not warmed up resulting in, and here, this is what I've wrote, a nearby septaire. Oh, how little did I know. <laughs> that was when we still thought it was okay. Yeah. But then, yeah, I was supposed to go rock climbing that Sunday yeah. and it happened on the Friday. So maybe had I gone rock climbing on the Sunday, something worse would have happened. Yeah, that's how I looked at that whole injury. And I think that did help me through it a lot. Yeah, so it is go, important. The journaling thing. Yeah, definitely. The journaling is really important. And I think that is one, because it's done on a daily basis, so that can be more flexible with you as your daily tasks change, mm -hmm. whether it's a, a weekend and you've got a couple bits to do around the house so you need to go shopping and do X, Y, Z, whether it's a work day and you've got certain tasks to perform at work as well as keeping on top of some chores at home or making sure you've got you know something present for your partner or whatever it might be. It's just a way of keeping on top of things and it is... It's adjustable on a daily basis i think what pairs very well with that and you've kind of had them lumped in and also but you have the, this downstairs and something i do is having like a month calendar or a six week block of time on a whiteboard or on a you know yours is like a it's like a wipeable so i've literally pulled that laminate out. sheet isn't I've, it that was actually um a gift from a while ago yeah from somebody who, uh, that just kind of got piled up amongst a lot of boxes and i was clearing everything out getting everything sorted in the hallways and i found it pulled it all out and it's a full set. So they all came together and they're mm. magnetized whiteboards that fit on your fridge front door. One was, one's all the it's day, a month calendar. Day, days of the month calendar that you fill in the mm. numbers of the days of the month. So it's still got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but you obviously fill in the dates yeah. for that full month. Um, and then underneath it is, there's a small section which is daily notes yeah. to do. So that's where I put like little things to do on there, mm. like um, reels, invoices, all kind of stuff like that. Yeah. What was the other one underneath it? I think it's just um I didn't tasks. see what the I didn't see. Yeah, it was it's always task, task list. Task list, yeah. yeah. So that so, all goes on the fridge. And like you said, that is good because it's a visual aid. Mm -hmm. So even though there's this journal here, I have to go to this and open it to see it. Yeah. That fucker's staring at me every time I walk in the kitchen. Yeah. Or every time I go to the fridge. And those I think actually are probably more useful for the repetitive tasks that we have yeah. or things that we need to achieve and we want to achieve them consistently every single day, such as making sure that we take our supplements, make sure we adhere to our calorie goals or making sure we get to the gym on time. So those are the three things that I personally put up on, on mine. So I use a whiteboard. Um, I actually split, I write it all by hand, but I could do with something more like that. So it's a bit easier because yeah. when I wipe off the days, I then end up wiping off some of my lines <laughs> and I'm drawing my lines back on. 
But anyway, so I have uh, six weeks normally. So it's seven seven boxes in a row, and then that times six. six yeah. Um, and inside each box is divided up into smaller boxes. One of them is uh, a training, so whatever the session was. So when I was doing it, you know, it might be. So in in one day's box, that box is broken up into how many other boxes? So it'll have my training section, my nutrition section, and my supplement section. So you split it into thirds. Yeah, so it's into thirds. So then they'll basically. I know this sounds. How kind big of is this thing? A uh, big white. It's about one. that big. Jesus. Yeah, it's they're, they're smaller crosses. Yeah. So it's it again. You can do it however you want to, and I you could do it in four week blocks or two week blocks. Yeah. For me, I really like to see the accumulation see a of a, a yeah. of a lot though. It's not necessarily seeing ahead. It's more once I'm two ah. weeks in, I'm like shit. I've not broken this in two weeks. And I've got to keep yeah. it up got because you. because of my routine with my old job where I was traveling all around the country, I was able to stick with training schedules but I didn't hit sessions on certain days it was always getting it in when I could get it in because yeah. that's just how it was or sometimes I wasn't even in the area or sometimes I was in a different fucking country I just yeah. have to make it make it work I don't have that problem anymore but I still carried on that practice of if I'm busy I'll just push it back to the next day I was like no fuck that why do I do yeah. that I should get my sessions in consecutively on the on the days that I want to and at the time when I was doing it very regularly it was Monday Tuesday Wednesday was push pull legs day off then it was upper, then it was lower, then it was day off, and then rinse and repeat. Um, and even on my days off, the box, so it said what I was meant to be training, so it was push, pull, legs, rest, upper, lower, rest. That was how it went throughout the week. So I would tick those off. So even if it was a rest day, that got ticked Still off because that was important because yeah. that is me following my schedule. Yep. I had my calorie goals, so I had to make sure that I was hitting, a, for me, it was a minimum calorie goal. Some people, if you've got uh, more specific macro goals or a protein intake goal, whatever whatever you're using to kind of track your performance, the whatever the me- yeah whatever yeah. the metric is that's most important to you, use that. Yeah. For me, it was just total calories. So it's, it's day by day tick off the way you do it, which is another yeah. way, which is also same with supplements. And these and all can these all should should probably run alongside each other as well. Yeah, they do perfectly. I think that just that works better for the tasks that need to be done day after day, and they don't yeah. change because then. I, you know, I'm four weeks in and something comes up and I'm like, fuck, it's going to be a busy day. Mid-sentence, mid, mid cut off a loo there. Yeah. But you can now see me on the video. I was getting absolutely smashed by the sunlight there. Getting bored. Like, like you said, like Morticia Adams from Bloody Adams. Yeah, there's always just, just light. that light across my eyes. So you should be able to see us better now on the old uh, videos. Right. So yeah, you're in, you're six weeks. Uh, yeah. Something happens. And basically, the, the one of the crucial parts of it was, for me, so, you know, where I sleep, it was on the wall immediately next to me so when I turned to get out of bed it was there in front of me so I had no you know what I mean I never missed that every single day I could always see it It needs to be somewhere that's easily visible you need to be reminded of it because that's where that's where the book potentially can fall down and why they need to be paired together ideally which is why Um, it doesn't work on the phone as well because you can just ignore it yeah exactly you you can yeah you can you can just ignore it it's just tucked away somewhere hidden in a little app or hidden on another little sliding screen that you you don't need to look at yeah so on the fridge on the bathroom mirror like you know if (laughs) wherever is going to be somewhere that is very visible and also this is going to be this is going to vary depending on how important this is to you if this is something that you really need to fucking do and it's really important to you. You're going to make this as in your face as possible, so you cannot yeah. miss it. Maybe multiple reminders around the house. Yeah, yeah. So just like that's something that I found really useful. And as those days stack up, it just you just feel that that 
building because you look at it and you you firstly you're proud of the consistency that you've been able to you know execute on everything but you want to do everything you can not to break that streak yeah and the hardest time every time was when i wiped that off and i was on entering a new six-week block because i had no crosses and i was just like oh i could miss a session like you know i could do that so and and that was and i did um occasionally i did i'd push a session back and it was always Within that first week, Always. because I hadn't stacked up enough, yeah. like enough. Isn't it credit. funny that? But not a lot of people think about that. But we all have that yeah. initial skip it or just this one. Miss that yeah. little voice mm. pops up. Nobody's immune from that, no. and it's completely normal to have it. The fact is, is to is this act of fighting against it and this act of consistently defeating it. That's mm. all we're doing is we're just providing ways to consistently defeat the lazy voice in our head, mm-hmm. but everyone has it. Yeah. But and if it and if it's overtaken you over the past month, year, whatever, you can still beat it. It's only ever as strong as you let it be. Yeah. And actions will dampen it. Yeah. Yeah. To, actually today when I was at the gym, um, it was somebody I've spoken to several times and they said that their motivation's a little bit lower um at the moment so they've missed a few sessions and stuff like that. and I you know said the normal stuff that it is normal this time of year yeah. don't beat yourself up about it just make sure you're doing everything you need to do to get on the ball and they trained really hard and was very consistent before and so I said like having a, a slower week ain't going to be too detrimental but in previous conversations with him he said how much he loves training how he never misses a session he said he's like since he started training yeah. he's literally never never skipped he's only been training like a year and I, and I did say to him, I was just like, that's fine. Like, you you know, I was about you'll, to say, you'll have your ups and downs. I've, in, in, when you first started, how gung-ho were you? Oh, like, fuck me. Yeah, I was trying oh, to get in every day. Yeah, like, yeah. And, the, and the, I remember the staff were saying, like, you, you probably would benefit from having days off. And I was like, oh, nah. as a fucking idiot 16-year-old, I was just like, I'm going to train every single day because yeah. that's going to get me more jacked quicker. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, you, and you just You were obsessed, weren't you, when you started? Yeah. Obsessed. And then when you realise it's a grind, yeah. when you realise this is a lifelong thing, yeah. then... Yeah, you think, well, miss a day, does that make much yeah. difference? Then you miss two and then you miss a week and, and then it's like, well, I'll get back into it next week and then something happens that next week that's not so good and isn't the perfect environment for you to get back into it, so you use that as an excuse. Yeah. And it's just so easy to snowball. I was going to say, out of everyone you know, because obviously you know t- so many people in the fitness community, I, I've been in and around gyms for a good amount of time as well. I don't think I know a single person that's been training for more than like, I don't know, three to four years that hasn't had at least one chunk of time where they've not been that interested yeah. in training or just not bothered training for an extended period of time. I think because I had because I came through doing the fight training yeah. and obviously competitively fighting and then yeah. coming into the gym, I didn't miss shit for like five years. Yeah. I was rock fucking solid. Like if you struggled to get to the gym and you were training with me, mm. you didn't miss fucking sessions. Yeah. I was that motherfucker that was on the phone to you going, get up, get up now. What yeah. you, I don't care where you are. Yeah. My, my dog side, well, it's dead and it's too late. Come on, let's go. Yeah. I was that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like I did, I was just super fucking woof. Yeah. And then now, because I'm not in that same environment of being in the city, I'm in the country and the gym's further away and I'm not training with anybody. It's just me on my own doing stuff and I'm not in the fight camps anymore, which is again, is another team activity where you're letting others down if you don't fucking get there so all these things were motivation for me which is why when i see people training together in the gym and one fucker's on the phone while the other one's doing his set and they're not even i said you know how fucking lucky you dumb shits are to have somebody to come and train with in a gym yeah take fucking full advantage put your pissing phones away push each other i've seen two guys be quicker onto their phones and pay more attention to scrolling through instagram than the reps their mate was doing badly yeah 
So neither yeah. of those spots are going to improve anything. When they need a spot, they're about to get pinned and they're just Fucking there like... just not even, not even, there wasn't even a contemplation of really helping one another. They just literally stood by each other whilst each of them trains. Yeah. What a fucking waste of an opportunity. Yeah. It got, it couldn't be a more blatant waste of a life opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Just unreal. Unreal. It couldn't fight. Make me, it makes me angry. It makes me angry now. Oh, no. When it's personally in front of me, I want to go over and slap him. <laughs> Both in the face. You know, just like line them up and just go, just hang on, just stay there, stay there. And then just go, straight across the two. Just, just one, yeah, in one, in one sweep. So yeah, pop, across them. <laughs> Fucking, do you realise, like, I, I'd love somebody to train with on a regular basis mm-hmm. who I was committed to not letting down. Yeah. And oh, I'd love training with other people mm-hmm. when they're like me. But if I train with somebody who when I get off, when you get off your set, I'm fucking there like a bull at the fucking gate. Yeah, like, ready. ready yeah. I'm on. Yeah. Now, I, I might have the same setup time once a minute, you know, set your feet, get all that. Yeah. That's not rushed. But you're off, I'm fucking on. Yeah. You're not getting off and me, I'm stood around, they're going to have a chat with you about something or looking off somewhere. I'm fucking ready. Mm. Don't be that fucking guy that is slow moving. Yeah. You had enough time to rest when that motherfucker's done his set. So get the fuck going. It, yeah. And anyway. this is why motherfuckers don't look any better though. Yeah. This is why. Wasting opportunities... Low energy levels. And the reason I don't like it when somebody's like that is because when I get off a set, I'm fucking in pain and I'm like, you fuck that hurt. Yeah. And when I look around and see them dilly-dallying and not on the machine, it pulls my energy down. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And it's like, I'm the only one fueling this workout. Yeah. I think often there is that, like um, I've trained multiple times with different people. And sometimes when you're trying to encourage people and drag them into, yeah, into fitness, they there is a... There's a, like a, this feedback, isn't there? Yeah. And like one person's giving into that kind of the energy of the session and another person's taking from that. And that's fine to do in certain situations if you're trying to to get somebody in. But that does need to be reciprocated at some point. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because we all have those low days where we don't have as much energy and that's when that's yeah. your partner's turn to kind of Dude, pull what, the slack. I One of my uh, best friends, Mark, who lives in Manchester, we used to train together every day at the gym. And there were days where it got, he was, he, uh, he had an operation on his arm and he kept complaining about it. And I told him to shut the fuck up yeah. about your, I, like he, he said so many complaints. I went, I want to hear you say another, I literally said it to him. And he, he comments on me to this day about this, how rough I was with him. But it was literally, I, I said, I don't give a shit if it hurts. So if it hurts, change the fucking grip. Yeah. I don't want to hear you complain or moan or give me excuses. Mm-hmm. I literally said it to him, but I was saying it to him for his benefit. Yeah. yeah. And do you know what he fucking did? Sucked it up and I didn't even complain once again after that. Yeah. He just changed the grip and I went, that's how you fucking work. That's what we don't complain about how what's hurting hurts. Mm. We change that shit and we move through. And it was such a good thing. And he fucking, he shaped up so well in, in that year where we, we had that real intensity. Yeah. And I think that, so this leads us on to our second thing. So we've got you the journaling, well, third thing really. We've got your journaling. We've got your visible motivational boards that you can yeah. put up around the yeah. house. Yeah, I think that's just um, like a calendar board, isn't it? Calendar like, board, or an L motivation, like you said, for reminders around the house. So mm-hmm. if you need something when you get up that says, get up about out of bed now, and that's a fucking sticker on the door on the wall right next to where you fucking turn your head every morning. Third one is, who is surrounding your life right now? Who is around you and who's affecting you? Because the people around you the past year, look at them this way. Have they stoked the flames of your fire or pissed on them? If they pissed on them at any point, I'm going to be ruthless. I say, get those fucking people out of your life. Because I don't actively ever go to, to shit on any of my friends' ideas. Even if I think it's the dumbest fucking idea ever, I'll sit them down and say, well, tell me why you think it's good. Mm. 
And then they explain, and I'll say, but have you thought of this? I don't go, that's stupid, because it's something. I'll say, have you thought of this? And then bring up the possible problems they could be with it. Mm-hmm. I don't shit on it. But also, if somebody has an idea that they're nervous about, it's a good idea, I will support them in every way I can. Yeah. And that's just, and that's not me trying to big myself up to be a good person. That's my natural instinct towards somebody I care about. And that's how people should be to you. So if you're a person who has friends that you're constantly having to reach out to, to meet up with, you're the one making the calls, you're the one making the tasks, you're the one doing all the fucking work. And if you don't, they don't, you don't hear from them. Yeah. Then maybe you don't need to hear from them. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I think, um, again, it's a two-way street, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You, you're the average of the people around you and making a conscious effort to to kind of moderate the, the people that you are exposed to is something that it seems very calculated and unemotional, but it really isn't because you, you're responsible for yourself. There's a, you know, at the end of the day, you need to make sure that you are, you're doing well in life and, yep. you know, and I'm not saying you need to only surround yourself. This is a mistake that I've made thinking that I needed to surround myself with people that were all, you know, high drive for business, I suppose. And that's that element because that was something that I wanted to succeed in personally. And that's definitely part of it. And it's something that I have done. And I'm around brilliant coaches. You, again, like a successful entrepreneur. There's plenty of people that I surround myself in that work very, very hard and are very smart but also what's just as important is making sure that they you you find people that just give you good energy someone they could be the the laziest person in the world but if they're fucking hilarious and they always make you smile they make your day a positive that's that that person is as valuable as having Gary V as your best mate yeah you need you need you can't it's the same thing you can't go fully extreme all in one direction you need balance through everything Mm -hmm. the point of the, the the point of fact is though People have in their lives those people that will try to constantly, any idea they have or anything they're trying to do, they'll immediately go to the negative factor of it or try and pull pull it down. Rather than raise themselves up, they'll try and pull others down towards them because that's the lazy mentality. It's easy to do. It doesn't take energy to do that. It just takes words. A lot of the time it's, it's people wrapped up in their own fears and insecurities, yep. isn't it? That kind of constantly coming to you with their problems, never helping you with yours. Yeah. You know, just you go, here's a classic one. You see this a lot. Um, uh, people will you go someone goes to somebody for help and then that person they've gone to help for ends up telling that other person about their problems instead mm, yeah. their response to the other person needing help is well i've got a better problem than you yeah Listen to this yeah just so self-absorbed yeah yeah i know quite a few people that used to do that and but now you're talking about it because i do remember you know having these things happen and i think actually it's a really good reflection on where i'm at right now i don't have anyone that does that nope, I, don't I don't have anyone that shits on my ideas i don't have anyone who puts me down i have people around me who if i ever do need to talk are actually really supportive and not necessarily just because they're going to be able to give good advice but just if they can take my mind off things yeah. like which now yeah now i'm thinking about it that's a really good place to be in. yeah just, uh, yeah yeah and you, that, you that's need to be conscious about that though don't you it's something that can be scary because well you think well well what if this this person though They've been in my life for such a long time. Um, and then what? maybe they are kind of your main friend, which can often be the way because those type of people mm-hmm. often don't like you befriending other people and often put, put others down that you try yeah. and befriend. Yeah. Uh, so that's a common thing. That's a real common common trait. Yeah. Um, it's okay to not know or have 100 friends. 
Mm-hmm. It's fine to only have one or two people in your life. Sometimes it's fine to completely fucking restart. And the way you do that is by starting doing those things that you wanted to try that the other people put you down and said was silly ideas. Get out, try new things, meet new people. And because you're trying things that interest you, you're more likely to meet people on a similar wavelength with cinema, similar can't say that word today. I want to say cinema. Cinema. With cinema mentalities. Cinnamon. (laughs) Yeah, cinnamon similar mentalities. That's what happens. If you go and try stuff that you like, you're going to meet people that like similar things to you and you're going to gel with. Mm -hmm. So that, I think, is a huge thing to really take into account. And yet, you got to be tough. It's going to be rough. Maybe that person is your partner. Yeah. Maybe. You need to take a big, long, hard look at your relationships on all fronts. Yeah. Parents included. Sometimes people can have really bad relationships with the parents and they just keep getting battered and battered by one of them. Or maybe um, they have too high expectation for something that they want their kid to do that the kid doesn't actually want to do. Maybe yeah. you need to have that conversation and say, listen, that's not actually where I want to go with my life. Mm-hmm. And let them know what you want to do and why. And then maybe they'll be, you know, they'll realize why you've been kind of off towards what they've been pushing you against. Mm-hmm. These are all, so this this whole relationship thing within your world is a huge, huge factor to address. Because if you keep it from last year and it's been an issue and you drag it through to the new year, yeah. guess what? Same, Same shit. Happen. And I think as well it does require a conscious effort to, to put yourself out there with the new people. So, you know, we've all had situations where we've met somebody on a whim, potentially um, a friend of a friend out at a pub where you were with somebody else and got on quite well with somebody. And I think a lot of people... Are uncomfortable with making that step of oh we should we should meet up at some point or like, yeah. would you like to go for a beer would you like to grab a coffee at some point and we can talk about this x y z yeah. thing um you know i think a lot of people aren't as comfortable in doing that as they should and at worst the person will be like no thank you yeah and yeah, that, yeah. And that, what's and that, the worst that could happen yeah they say and no. almost certainly they won't do that the what's more than likely to happen as a letdown they'll be like oh yeah sounds like a great idea and then they don't do it yeah and no you know no harm no foul you just reminded me actually because one of the guys at the gym who's been a lovely guy he's always coming in and checking on me every time i've been back in to check he's like how's your arm how's it doing um he's a boxing coach who's mm. just moved oh yes over. yeah you told me um so i'm going to give him a message after this actually to, yeah. to sort some meal this week because most people are in, in a flux of nothing to do this week aren't they exactly so so yeah that's an, that. that's another good one just like you know don't feel too worried about putting yourself out there asking somebody if they wanted to meet up almost certainly they're not going to flat out say no worst case they'll say yes and then they won't actually act on it yeah and that might be intentional might be because they forgot don't read too much into it that's fine there that just proves that they probably weren't the right person at the right time yeah and and there will be a person who'll be super receptive to it they'll message you that day or whatever and then yeah. it'll happen and, you, and you'll be like oh this was great it, it will work and out it, and now you've got a new friend elevate your day yeah and that's it and if you'd never have taken that step you would never have had that new meet that new person that new possibility yeah and that's the the only things that are that's the way to say this the only thing that you can do wrong is to miss opportunities by not trying mm-hmm. it's never wrong to try yeah you're only wrong if you don't so you know, there's, there's, I've met some amazing people in the most random places mm. just by being open yeah. and being approachable. The more you do it as well, the easier it will get. Oh, it's so easy. Yeah. I, so rem- easy. I remember feeling uncomfortable talking to new people when I was younger. Yeah. I remember it. And like, I think everyone goes through um, a bit more of an awkward phase in their, 
I mean, I suppose they're mid-teens, I guess. It's just you don't you don't know who the fuck you are. You don't know who the fuck yeah. anyone else is. Everything's just... You can be, like, a little bit uncomfortable at that time period. And then some people grow out of it. Some people don't grow out of it. Um, and then, you know, I think that can solidify in people's personalities. And then they start to associate themselves mm. as somebody who is shy and uncomfortable and awkward. True. Um, and the only way is to actively try and break that cycle. And it's the same as everything. It's practice. We've done, We've talked about it in different crew casts in the past where yeah. we talk about kind of meeting women, meeting men, whatever it is, or just getting new friends. And there is always a moment of just fucking having to just bite the bullet, try and talk <laughs> to somebody. And again, it, unless it's super forced, like, we're, you know, we're not saying just approach a stranger on the street saying like no. you know you're out somewhere go with the flow into of the somebody. organic yeah. yeah if you you know you're out at a, a an event that you're interested in and you see somebody else they're there because they're interested too yeah, so reasons. yeah get get cracking with that i think um yeah making sure that you surround yourself with good people um and yeah just some of them some of them are more forced like i've said and i've mentioned in the past like me out of fairly out of the blue messaging Noel and saying hi Noel hope you're okay mate hope everything's all right um i know this is a bit random but i'd love to kind of meet up with you for a chat just a bit of you know business talk and life talk and have you as kind of an informal mentor and, yeah. and Noel's like yep yeah, that's cool i do that with other people in terms of like he he, has he sees he with, yeah. well he sees other people that are his mentors in yeah. other bigger companies you know uh probably not bigger now but no, they no. were were a couple yeah, before, of years ago before Shark went to america and um and that was it. And, and I felt uncomfortable doing that because yeah. it was kind of a bit of a formal ask but in a way. But Anything that's outside of your normal comfort zone is going to feel uncomfortable. Mm. The trick is to not be dissuaded by that discomfort. Mm. And I think there's a couple of things you can do that are really easy. If you if this is just a thing about meeting people, simple thing is to go in, introduce yourself, say ask their name, and then ask them questions about them. Yeah. That will always ease somebody in with you. Is yeah. find out so it's... Oh, so what do you do? What are you doing here? Do you, you know, ask, just ask them questions. One, you don't have to think about shit for yourself. You just need to think of a question to ask them. And then eventually they'll ask you questions back and then you can respond because you don't have to lie. You just tell them the truth about stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're not making anything up. You're just responding to probably a very simple question of, you know, what you do and all that. How are you here? Why, who do you know anyone? And it just flows from there. And that's a really simple way of doing things. Mm. And then you let the evening kind of go and then you'll see whether it's an opportunity that is a little bit more like, going to be a little bit more informal outside of there. So you can just say, hey, listen, you know, why don't you just grab my number and if you're ever about, uh, give me a shout and grab a coffee or whatever. Yeah. Really just casually do things like that. And um, and that usually leads to some really good relationship bonds later down the line because if you're easy and not too kind of, what's the word? I don't want to say linear because that's that's the wrong one. But if, if you're if you're kind of awkward and worried about the conversation that you're having whilst you're in the conversation, it's yeah. gonna show. You're, you're pulled out of the the moment, aren't you? Yeah, you, you're gonna you're gonna look like you're robotically trying to create a conversation. And mm. so don't go in overthinking things. You've got basic questions you can ask everybody: mm. name, job, why you're here, who do you know, you know, uh, whatever the situation's environment. If yeah. we're, if yeah. we're at the, if we're at the gym, have you been here long? Yeah. You know, what have you found that works? You know, oh, yeah, little yeah, things like what, that. Yeah. First question, I, I pretty much ask everyone, what type of training do you do? Like, what's what's their yeah. goals with their training? Yeah. And that normally can, uh, that can get someone talking for five minutes. Yeah. Just, just off of that point. And there's plenty of little things that you can interject with and add in your own kind of thoughts or things that you've done that are similar. And, yeah. And that's kind of normally how it goes because for most people within, you know, five to ten minutes of talking, 
most of that uncomfortableness of, oh, this is somebody new who I don't know, normally fades for almost everyone within five to ten minutes of consistent talking yeah. to the point where that organic conversation can flow a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a, that's a major one. I think I've got one really big one that I do want to cover because it's quite yeah. important for... So we've had the four. So, so far we've had your journaling yeah. with your six tasks to start with, increasing to eight as you get better. And remember, don't make them too large. And you've got the tasks on one side of your page in the journal. On the other side of the page, at the end of the day, you write your notes. And at the bottom, either a quote or something you learned that day that was impactful. Then we've got your visual aids. Mm-hmm. So whether that's the calendars on the fridge, on the wall, showing you the the month, or the weeks ahead of you, so you can get things down on dates and see where they're going to be, how close they are to other things, and kind of arrange your time. Uh, task lists, again, out on a wall, like you said, Lou has his uh, broken down six weeks board with uh, your training. What was it? Your training, my nutri- well, my, t- nu- my nutri- calorie goals calorie and goal. my supplementation, making sure I don't miss my supplements. And you literally X out the entire day, yeah. a big cross across the whole thing every time you complete that day. And yep. The idea is to fill that board with Xs. Yep. So again, it's these little reward systems, little task, tick, reward. You know, it's that positive reinforcement all the way through. Then we had the third one, which was, was this, was this third with the people surrounding you? Yes, it yeah. was. People so, uh, people in your life, who surround you? Who uh, Who is around you on a consistent basis and how are they affecting your life for the positive or the negative? And whether that be a friend, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, parents, whatever it is. So if it's somebody closer, you need to readdress that that conversation with them. Mm-hmm. You sit down and have a chat like, listen, I love you guys and appreciate everything you do for me. There's, but this is where I want to be at, da-da-da. And you move from there. But if it's people who you can cut, who are just a fucking problematic person in your life. Maybe they're just full of problems and never anything towards you. Don't feel too guilty. Just cut them out. Mm. Just just slowly, just, you know, distance, 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 distance. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a really, it doesn't have, it to, have to be a be deliberate. Harsh. You have to go up to them and be like, I'm not talking to you again. Yeah. You just stop messaging them. Yeah, or <laughs> just, just start just sending. Kind of fades uh, away. Not got time right now. I'll get back to you later. And then just slowly, slowly, ever away. Um, and we, we included in that as well, trying new things. Once you get away from those naysayers, go out and try those new things this year. Fucking make it, put on your task list to go and try something new during the week. Put it on that board. Put yeah. it on the motivational board. Yeah. Whatever it was that you've put off, go and fucking do it because you're more likely to pe- meet like-minded people there. Fourth one was um, meeting people conversation-wise, actually putting yourself out there and be, you know approaching people, having that conversation ability to just go up and asking them questions, being comfortable in just putting yourself out there and not being afraid that a no's coming because who cares? There's hundreds of people you're going to meet in a, on a monthly basis if you're yeah. out and about doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and so take opportunities when they come and just don't be afraid of a no. It, it really is the only thing that's going to come from it is good or you carry on as you were. Yeah, like what? what's, you know, the person who, if they did say no, they're, they're, for them that's just something, you know, relatively insignificant. They're like, no, I can't do that. They're not like going to go and gather a group of people yeah, and tell yeah, them, oh, to you. see that yeah. person. He asked me if I wanted to get a coffee, and I yeah. said, no. <laughs> and they all, they Have all we got the pitchforks? Did we bring a pitchfork? Yeah, like, no, for them, you know, it was just, no, they can't do it because of whatever commitments, yeah. or they had time-bound issues or whatever it would be, and then that's it. Yep. So. And you don't need to walk around them if you see them next time. Just give them a head nod, and they're like, you're right, and you stay nice, happy, you're right, and you carry on. Yeah. And they'll either engage with you or they won't. Yeah. yeah. And that's how it is. Um, I've got one little one for after your big one as well, so we've got two more for you. Okay. Go. All right, so this one, because obviously everyone sets targets and goals for, you know, 
the, for the new year. That's you're talking big ones. Yeah, so you know, a lot of people these would be your New Year's resolutions of mm-hmm. I want to I want to get the most jacked I've ever got before. Um and this is something that we this is something we implement with all our coaching clients. Our coaches do it. It's used a lot in business, it's used a lot in schools and colleges and universities. Um smart goals. Have you heard of smart, smart goals? goals? No. Okay, so it's a what's the word, an acronym, anagram, whatever the yeah, fuck ac- it is. I think it's acronym, is it? So SMART stands for I've got the uh, official breakdown of what it's it is so i don't color chat yes. serious so i don't it's color well, coded just i think it was just before the last lockdown i actually did um a smart goals video on black country barbells i think it might be our igtv okay um and this one was a little bit more specific it took smart goals but it took it and applied it to training right. because but this can is, be applied to life is it yeah this is just general whenever you're setting goals you want to apply the rules of smart goals okay. so i'll break down what smart stands for and then actually how that would apply in in real life on, I'm really, so terry's chocolate it first. So, Actually, no, I'm matchmaker. In it. Matchmaker. Right, I'm, okay. I'm going to look at you like a kid does pretending to smoke a matchmaker. Okay, ready. <laughs> so it is specific, measurable, attainable, or actionable, um, realistic, and time bound. So that is smart. So specific is set something that is specific. Don't just have, I want to be the most jacked I've ever been. Yeah. What is that? What does that look like? Is that a certain body fat percentage? Is that a certain weight? Is that you lifting a certain amount of weight, performing an exercise that what you've not been able to realistic focal points for yeah. this task? Yeah. yeah. What is it? Is it? Are you getting back to a, you know, you've got an old photo of you when you were leaner before you went on holiday five years ago and you want to look like that again? Like you need it to be very specific Setting a goal that is vague is really because you don't know when you've achieved it. It's pissing in the wind. <laughs> yeah, you are. You're pissing in the wind. You need you need these black and white. So, which is one of the reasons we try to make sure that our coaching clients, whenever they work with us, not only are they setting a goal of I want to to look better, but what is that? Is that a dress size? Is that being stronger? Because mm-hmm. if you've got considerably stronger, you have put on muscle. And Do you know hey, what I mean? if you wanted to drop a dress size and get stronger, they're two conflicting tasks. Yeah. Yeah. So if yeah, your vague thing was to I want to be smaller in a dress and stronger, you'd be like, well, where's your real focus point? Which is more important yeah. out of those two? Because that's going to be our first focus point. Yeah. What's the what's the priorities? It, it yeah. just it's kind of gives people a much tighter parameter to aim for. They yeah. know what you know what you're doing, and you know where the you're actually moving towards. Because and then you can be more controlled yeah. through the whole thing. You can adjust. You can you know that there's it gives you more control over your end result as well. Yeah, you need you need that feedback. You need to know because whether you achieve it or not at this point, that doesn't necessarily matter. You know you need to know whether you achieved it or not because that's where you learn. If you got it yeah. wrong, that's fine because then you can adjust. Imagine you were like going. Uh, to a like a driving range playing golf and you whack the ball you see where it lands you adjust you whack the ball again you see where it lands you adjust that's how you learn a task to get better at it yeah imagine you go into a driving range and it's pitch black and you're just firing that ball off into the fucking abyss yeah you got no feedback you don't know if you're getting better you don't know if you're getting worse that is that's basically the point of having specific goals because then that turns the lights on you can actually see am i getting close to my goals am i getting further away okay so that is specific measurable again that kind of carries over as well is it something that's going to be going to be tracked like is it possible to track that goal because it's going to need to be in some form yeah in some shape or form yeah you're going to need to track it which is why again having numbers as gold is 
it's much simpler for most people. Um, so a lot of things do correlate quite strongly. So somebody having better total work capacity, being able to perform more sets and reps in a gym or have less rest interval or do more steps throughout their day, that normally correlates quite well with the amount of calories that they're burning, which also correlates quite well with them losing weight. Yeah. So, be, you know, I want to be able to do X amount of steps every single day um, and without, you know, without being out of breath, I want to be able to lift a certain amount of weight for a certain amount of sets and reps or it's, it's got to be something that is capacity in the office. Would this be how many productive hours you've actually had during that day? So how much of my time did it actually put to effect and how much was procrastination and waste? I think, um, applying this to office tasks will probably be a little bit more industry specific it depends on what your role is yeah so i couldn't really give that you'd have to have probably goals of your workload how many goals did i achieve this today yeah and things like that so it's just measuring are you being consistent in the number of goals you're achieving per day yeah so achievable is the so is that realisticness so it's like saying i wouldn't so i weigh like eight kilos now say that to weigh 100 kilos by the end of the year is a silly idea really it's not really that healthily obtainable exactly that's it it's it's making sure it's more to say like i want to over the year gain three pounds of lean mass Mm -hmm. that's that's a realistic goal yeah but still hard to achieve exactly that's it making sure that it is achievable because again you like i said before with being specific it's okay if you don't achieve them that's fine if we can still learn from that but by not setting up something that's achievable you're setting yourself up to fail. And that's right. Yeah, I may not get that three pounds of lean mass by the end of the year, but in trying to get there, I will have learned a whole load of new beneficial things along the way anyway. So I will still have achieved so much more by just trying to get to that upper goal set. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and some people, especially if you're newer with training, you might not know what's achievable and that's where you talk with other people at the gym, talk yeah. with coaches, message me or Lex, like ask, you know, th- there's plenty of people that you can talk to. You can just do your own yeah. research as well. Is it realistic to do this or is it safe to do this? Because yeah, you can lose weight real fucking fast. Yeah. Is that going to be good for you? No, no. never, never, never. <laughs> no. So <laughs> that I think, you know, making sure that it is an achievable goal is going to be really crucial. Um, so relevant so this is so just um, covering again so we've got so specific specific, measurable measurable, achievable achievable, and now we're on relevant um make sure that it's uh it makes sense within the function of what you're trying to do uh if you know it's (laughs) is that goal because obviously we're talking about using these other parameters like being measurable um, and sometimes that doesn't apply to that first idea that you have as a goal. Like I want to look better. Okay, that's the first. That's the first one. But looking better is very hard to be measurable. Mm. So then you might adjust that goal slightly. So I want to be able to do, you know, X amount of workouts a week without getting out of breath or without doing X or Z. Yeah. But then is that goal actually relevant to the other goals? You know. So what I mean? it's just what it's doing as you're going along is dialing in yeah. your focus, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So you would that it would be yes, it is relevant because if I'm able to do those workouts with a higher endurance level, that's going to help me get to where I want to look and looking better down the line. So yes, it is relevant. Whereas if I then said I wanted to do uh, thirty workouts a week, mm-hmm. you look at well, that's not relevant because that's not going to actually be any added benefit to getting you where you need to because you could achieve that doing something way more feasible. Exactly. And lastly, is time bound. Which when are you going to do it? 
When he like, yeah. I want to get in shape. When? When do you want to get in shape? When? Five, do you f- five weeks, mate. I want yeah. to get twelve pounds in five weeks. Yeah, there we and go. Then, and then you just or, say, no. Or some months, five so, years. Like yeah. you, unless you, you unless see, you put a time frame down. Yeah. How are you going to achieve it? Again, you need to you need to set some set some rules for yourself. Making sure, and all of these other things, they all apply to each other. So as this isn't just like one for each goal. When you set yourself a goal, you need to run through smart goals and make sure that it matches every single one of the criteria. Each box is ticked. Yeah, because yeah. if it isn't, then it's probably not a good goal. Don't get me wrong, there probably are some that this doesn't fit with, but these are real yeah. good guidelines. So time-bound is something that's crucial. So firstly, is that time scale going to be realistic Especially again? Especially bodies, because people... Right, can we just say this now? Eight-week, 12-week diets. They work? Yeah. yeah. Are they sustainable? No. no. If so, no. it's a crash diet, if you want to try and lose X amount of weight no. in a certain period of time, yeah. like, yes, like I've said it before, we, we have time frames that we work with clients, obviously, because you need a time frame, but we would always sac- we would always choose to sacrifice the, you know, the quickest progress possible for the progress that's far more sustainable yeah. in the long run, because we want you to make great progress in the next few months. But what's far more important is are you still doing it in a year's time and two yeah. years time and 10 years time? Exactly. This is the thing is everything. If you're setting a goal, you have to realize your goal you're aiming is to obviously change yeah. something you don't like about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you want that change to be cemented in. You want that change to be long term. Yeah. So don't expect a long term change to occur in a short time. Yes. It's yeah. not how it works. So, and that interplays very well with the kind of the achievability of yeah. that goal. But also, don't swing too far the opposite way and be like, okay, I want to lose five pounds in five years. Yeah, no. Because having things time bound, there's a reason why every fucking student in the world left it till the night before to get the assignment finished because <laughs> you need external pressure. Um, so, applying external pressure for me, me having my list and my days and everything checked off. That adds a time-bound pressure for me that I need to do these things within this 24-hour window. Yeah. So I've added artificial pressure. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. But that's be- the same with the journal. The tasks yeah. have to be done all ticked off by the end of the day. Yeah. Otherwise, you failed. Exactly. So that's yeah. it. And had, adding that time-bound pressure that is appropriate, you know, that's something that's going to be really beneficial to get you motivation. There's a reason, like I said, all fucking students leave everything to the last minute. There's very few people um, that have the level of Oh, they're just that proactive that as a task arises, they'll get it done straight away. Mm. Especially if it is something that they're not comfortable with, if they're new with, if it's out of their comfort zone. Procrastination will creep in for most people. Um, so I'm assuming that these goals you're setting are things that you've not done in the past. So you're probably going to be mindful of procrastination. Yeah. So making sure that you've you've set realistic goals. And again, if you don't know what is a realistic time-bound kind of Ask. frame for it, Ask somebody, yeah, have a little look. Have a, have a fucking look on Google. I'm not saying that it's all going to have great information on there, yeah. but you should have at least a general idea. Or just reach out to, this is another thing where social media is good. If you follow somebody that is doing something that you want to do, reach out to them. Listen, worst case, they don't respond. Mm. Best case, you get an answer. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. nobody's going to send you a message back going, what did you message me for, you prick? Yeah. <laughs> like nobody's doing that. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I message people all the time that, that like I'll follow on something yeah. and sometimes I don't get a message, but that's fine. And then if I see something else, like Derek for more plates, more days, occasionally if I see a video or something that would be cool for him to like to make a video on because he does a lot of like reaction stuff. Yeah. And I'll send it over to him. Never replied. Then, I'm not going to not do it. I'm just like, it doesn't matter. I'll send it over him. He might see one one day. Yeah, but I imagine you've got a fuckload of messages. Yeah, yeah. Because there's a load of other idiots like me sending <laughs> shit. So like, that's fine. I'm all yeah, right. Yeah. So. But yeah, yeah, but you're adding 
um, flames to the fire. You're not mm. pissing on it. Exactly. You? Yeah. Do I, I'm doing it because I'm. That. Yeah, yeah. I would hope that he would see that and find some value in it, and maybe that yeah. would be beneficial for his channel. Positive thing. Um. So that is really cool. So smart. So we have one more time. Smart. S M A R T. Um, and so you can be able to Google this if you need to again anyway to check it yeah. out. And th there's a few different variants on it um, as this has been applied separately to different kind of industries. But generally, um, they kind of follow specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, time bound. Um, those are the, the main points. There's Like I said, there was one there that was attainable opposed to achievable. Um, well, that, similar... That's more physique based, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. as well. Yeah. That's an... Um, a thing, a side, side tangent, we're good for the tangents. Genetics. There is a fact that genetics play a part in the way that we look. Yeah. So uh, as much as you aspire to uh, towards somebody who you may follow online or social media or in movies, uh, we, we are all different and we are all individual and your genetics will play a part in that. Your weaknesses compared to somebody else will be... You will also have strengths compared to that person that yeah. they don't have. So just because you see a weakness compared to somebody else doesn't mean you don't have strong points. So always remember that. Don't always just be. I like to be positively critical with myself. Mm -hmm. I, I say this in the fact that I will, if I see a, a weakness, I don't look at it and go that shit. I look at it and go, how can I improve that? Yeah. Like it's it, sometimes it's great to see a weakness because you've you're actioning change mm -hmm. by seeing a weakness. If you ignore weaknesses like you see in the gym all the time, people only training bits they like, yeah. shying away and not putting the same intensity to the bits they don't like. You know, they never they never look any better. Yeah. They never look any better. But when you've got that dude in there that fucking hates training back, it is in there repping out doing fucking rack pulls in yeah. there on the lap pull down, hurting every fucking rep, yeah. biceps burning out, forearms burning, not feeling the back, yet a year down the line, the fucker's got a good looking back, you yeah. know, and it's balanced physique. So that's the same with workload as well. Do the jobs you fucking hate first. Yeah. Because leave the ones you like till later because you know you're going to do those and get the ones out of the way first. And one thing I did want to say that you said um, as part of that smart one was getting stuff done early, like mm. you said, but here's what I do. When you've completed a task because you've got more than one to do in a day, mm -hmm. don't then sit down and have yourself a little victory parade of a, an hour of doing nothing. Yeah. Because you just then fall behind on the other tasks you've got to do. And that's something I do. Yeah. I'll get something done. I'm like, fuck, yeah, got that done. And then I'll just fucking chill. Mm. <laughs> and I, was like, I don't have time to chill, dickhead. Yeah. Move on to the next one. And But I have that habit of chilling in between, and it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, you right. want to carry that momentum on as you've, like, that's the point of the little wins and some of the, the, the easier things that are on your tick list. It is to build that momentum. Yes, it, it, you know, it makes about. a fucking massive difference. Huge. And when you stop, how many people, are, you know, that train on the afternoons, they've gone out, they've done their nine to five, and they get home, sit down on the sofa. Fuck, worst how much, thing you how can much do. fucking harder is it to get your ass up, worst get thing. changed, head out, than if you'd have just had a change of clothes in your bag? Just drive straight to the gym, or you literally nip home, get changed straight away, head straight I back out even, the door. I never used to go home. Yeah, straight to the gym every time, and I was successful with that for the the whole year that that had to be done. Mm. I didn't, and my sessions were good, and I felt great, and I still got home by like seven half seven at night, yeah. and had an evening. Yeah, so it was fine. But if I'd have gone home, one, you got to go home to then go back out. You're wasting time. Mm. You you you're burning thirty minutes usually exactly. by doing that. You get home, you start. Oh, you check this, or you do that, you know, you faff. Before you know it, it's eight o'clock in yeah, the evening. You're thinking, oh, I'm a, I'm a little bit hungry, but it's probably too late to, to have a snack before I have tea. So I'll just have tea. And then you start cooking, and then yeah. it's like you've left it late. Then you fall, and you're like, oh, I'm a bit bloated now. It's just like, oh, maybe I'll go in the morning. Yeah. And then you set your alarm early and you skip and it. Here we go. And then, yeah, you've, you've, you've but started. But what you're doing is training that mechanism in. So yeah. don't fucking do it. Don't, don't do that. Carry that, carry the, the positive momentum through. 
That's, I hope you've got some, some points there. There's so many more. If you want us to go into more specifics on certain stuff or you've got some things you'd like to talk about, obviously, always remember to let us know. Um, I'll put up the questions um, on Spotify, if you haven't noticed this. If you scroll just down from where the episode is, you'll see, and I'll make sure there's one on this, there's a question section where you can literally, I will just put in, what do you want us to talk about? And then you just answer in the box. And we literally get them through Spotify. It tells us what you've all replied. And then sometimes I'll put polls on there and stuff like that that you can get involved with as well if we've asked something during the, the podcast. I think YouTube should have that. It's such oh, a it's great stupid, little feature, that little yeah. poll feature on there. I think that's great. Yeah. Maybe. And the question one. Mm. It's really good. So that's always going to be on the Spotify. And Spotify's free. If you don't have Spotify, because you think, oh, you have to pay for music. I, I used to say that all the time. And then the more of you Spotify, and that's the one I wanted to talk about actually, just very quickly, music in your life. More important than you know, we talked about it on the past podcast as well, but I'm telling you now, I've got a speaker in my bedroom now, wake up in the morning, music comes on. No TV, mm. no phone, just music comes on. I've got a little Google mini home in there now because yeah. I found it under the t- I haven't used it I had it. it was a Christmas present from like three years ago from yeah. my mum because all my stuff's Alexa in here. Yeah. So I thought, but in my bedroom, I'd, I, that's my own space yeah. so I've got this little Google mini thing that I set up literally last night yeah. and now I can have it wake me up and I can have it wake me up to Spotify music so I'm waking up to music instead of an alarm yeah. and I'm waking up to down with the wake, sickness well yeah well I'm waking up to something that's not my fucking phone so yeah. I'm not picking my phone up mm. I'm talking to the dot you know yeah. I don't need to because it's playing music that I want it to play to yeah. wake me up and I'm getting up and that's and then Having music on through the morning and starting your tasks, starting writing your task list, getting things done, you know, whatever it is you're going to do, don't put the fucking TV on. Don't sit down. Don't get comfy. Disconnect yourself from that comfort. Like I obviously made that note of fucking weeks ago in here, so I'm going to start all that again. But music is huge. Honestly, don't buy that pair of fucking suspension-ridden bullshit trainer that some twatty fashion company has come out with that costs you £200. Go and invest in some good speakers to have around your house. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing you can do. Just more music in your life because music, it's a wavelength, it's an energy. It can uplift, it can make you feel sad, it can make you happy, it can make you cry, it can make you laugh. It can take you back to a memory in time. So put fucking music on that you know is going to make you happy and energized in the morning and you fucking will be. Yeah. And I've had music playing now until mid-afternoon all day, every day. No TV in the mornings anymore. And I was getting bad for getting down and sitting and starting breakfast with a Netflix series. Yeah, it's a slippery slope. That yeah. is. Netflix is a slippery slope. So yeah, save you know save stuff like that. I'm not saying not do it at all, but like wait till all the important tasks are checked off, and you this is you sitting earn down it. on yeah earn it. But on the afternoon you know you're going to be going to bed in a few hours, and you want to relax. That, yeah. Let that be your downtime. You don't you don't fucking you've just woke up. You're fully rested. Yeah. You do not need to sit <laughs> down and watch TV. Yeah, that's very do, true. You've done plenty you of chilling. Need to chill. You've been unconscious for a good <laughs> amount of hours. <laughs> I just want to mention one quick thing, actually. You just reminded me, because you said about the, the super twatty trainers. So yesterday, yeah. uh, one of Emma's Christmas presents she, she got me was uh, we went to uh, this Harry Potter uh, Forbidden Forest experience. Ah. And it's in Cheshire, and it's this walk in the woods. It's at, at night, so it's all pitch black. And then in the woods, they've got all their own lighting, and then they've got animatronics hidden in the woods, and they've got projectors. Ah, so sick. there's, like, you can see, like, unicorns in the in the distance and... Really, really cool. They had like Aragog's lair Ah. and like a big animatronic spider that comes out. And then there's loads of them that come down from the trees. (laughs) It was fucking, it was cool, man. It was definitely worth checking out. But anyway, this is a walk. It's a fucking muddy walk in the woods. There were so many people that are there in like white Yeezys. And I'm just like, I'm there in my walking boots that are like neat. I've been in wellies, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Emma was in her wellies. I I just prefer my walking boots because they're more comfortable, but they were like high walking boots. I think that's a good point. 
Don't fucking do you. Yeah. That's that's somebody wearing fucking because they think they're going somewhere, someone's gonna see me, I've got to look cool. Yeah. yeah, you look really cool now, knobhead. Yeah. And your white trainers and a yeah, little Yeah, he had this one guy, yeah, white Yeezys and these like skinny, like white Armani like joggers that Ugh. Oh yeah. And they but were nobody's f- looking at you, mate, and thinking, Well, sick, sick guy. Everyone's looking at you thinking twat. Yeah, I was like, oh, I just saw him and I was just like very fucking regrets wearing them. Yeah, nobody's thinking fucked. positive thoughts. Everyone's yeah. just either laughing at you for being a dick for yeah. just that's the thing. If you try too hard, it goes the other way. Yeah. Just do you, man. If you fucking want to wear a goddamn moo and wellies, you do it. If you want to be the fat dude we saw at that concert in London, yeah. dressed like fucking Garfield. Fair play to him. All we did when we looked at him was went, we just looked at him and went, that's mad. Yeah. Fair enough. We didn't think any negative thoughts. No, we were no, just no, like, just that's fucking crazy. Probably just did what the fuck he Fair wanted play. to do. And he was, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And so what if somebody does think you're whatever for being you people are going to think you're a twat guess no what, what you do. guess what you don't need that person in your life like yeah. we said before guess fucking what they don't have to be in your life yeah so yeah fucking don your wellies and enjoy a good muddy walk mm. but definitely recommend that it's only on for a limited time it's on to, like, I think it's in like it ends in January so okay. have a look I'd... show it me afterwards yeah I'll, I'll send that. you a message yeah. awesome right, right, let's do questions? the questions while you're just having a look I'll, I'll just say that there was one bit I don't know whether to spoil yeah, it for on. everybody but no. it's like in, it's in it's not really spoiler is it a spoiler spoiler not really. Like, there's there's just loads of really. You're just going through, and it's beautiful. Just going through the woods, and there's hundreds of lights. So it's up lighters on the trees, so you can see all like different colours. And there was a few bits where it was like they deliberately kept it pitch black, other than the track. And then you'd see eyes lighting up in the woods, and you'd hear like the werewolves growling. Wow. And there, there was speakers throughout as well, so you could hear bits from the film. There was bits where like the uh, oh shit, we got a lot of questions. Yeah, um, the car, you know, in is it the second film where Ron Weasley steals the car? Oh, the flying car. Yeah, yeah. I think, so. and, well, um, I think it's the second. I think so. And I'm not, is it? I can't remember. That is third. And anyway, you can't see the car, but you can hear it and it's like flying around you from the speakers and then you see the headlights in the distance uh, and then the headlights are there moving and then you hear them like crash into the tree. You can't see any of it, but they're just cool, two spotlights. Eh? It's just really well done. Um, and like I said, Aragog's... And it's in Cheshire? Yeah, Cheshire. Um, so you've yeah. got Cheshire Oaks right there as well, which is cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah do a double yeah. whammy. I know. And they've got like a big Harry Potter village at the end where you can buy all your butterbeer, your wands, all your, your crap and they've got like fish and chips and stuff like that. And it was quite nice. Like... It, well really done. stunning yeah very well done like just very very Harry Potter cool <laughs> I like stuff like that mm. yeah, I like, link, creative yeah. I like creativity yeah fuck me if if they can if they can make money off Harry Potter's name they will yeah I pay <laughs> I don't know what it was Emma paid but I bet you it's probably like 40-50 quid a head probably for a walk yeah yeah <laughs> like, yeah it was a very well done walk and they earn their money just Honestly, the amount but it's, of lights. But it's memories. You're yeah. paying for creating a memory, you know, that mm. might otherwise not occur. And it, just the idea that that's something that's temporary. Like they had yeah. to go and set that up in in the woods. There, they set up a load of spider webs everywhere in the trees. And yeah. there's there was one bit where there was just owls, like loads of owls all hidden around, like in in the woods, and you just like see them looking at you. <laughs> that sounds sick. Yeah, what's it called? Right here we go. Question time. I am simply Maria. Well, yes, you are, unless your name's Dave. <laughs> Hips pop out of socket. How can I train lower body without that occurring? Squats hurt. Hmm. So if you're hypermobile or just double jointed and you kind of dislocate very easy, often it that is very challenging. It's, it's not uncommon with women if it dislocates all the time. Uh, firstly, you, you're going to need yeah. to see a physiotherapist um, and then you're going to want to work with somebody 
who has experience um, often and I don't normally recommend it but working in reduced ranges of motion not fully extending yeah. that's something that will be very beneficial Being for aware you aware of the mechanics of the movement where the pressure loads points are and yeah. working around that usually pulse reps are pretty good yeah. variations to do now because you can opt with lightweight then mm -hmm. less likely to displace the joint but still it's going to create that overload that you need yeah and it doesn't completely neglect full range of motion because yeah. I would never recommend anyone completely cut out full range of motion just because then your risk of injury gets mm -hmm. you know exponent exponentially higher if you only have strength in a limited range of motion um the, the main thing here is going to be weight that's going to be a main concern if the simple movement of emotion is popping it out that's mm -hmm. you're gonna to have to go and see somebody about possible surgery for things like that that's very bad but if it's load that's causing it you can completely here's a big thing is you don't need masses of weight to develop muscle mm -hmm. overload is overload your body's unless you're bothered about strength your body will respond to overload in any form yeah and you can get overload from high reps yeah. or high rep tempos, slowing pauses. the tempo of yeah. the reps all of these things are an option to you so with a with a 10 kilo weight you can create a variety of different overloads a variety of different rep ranges mm -hmm. depending on the pace of it whether you're doing um hold points squeeze points pulse points there's so many options that you can do yeah. so i would i would have a, a research looking at kind of like um isometric holds even yeah isos yeah brilliant like that. there's, there's anything where you're in control options. i think in terms of any specific recommendations in terms of obviously said squats hurt i can't give you any specific movements that i can say what do i would this say is don't have do a go that. with the safety squat bar because yeah. that makes a massive difference to me who has struggled with the mechanics of a squat. Yeah. Because the reason if your hips are popping out, if you're bad at squatting and you're allowing your hips to kick back on a squat rather than drop straight down, mm. that could be because if you let your hips kick back on a squat rather than drop straight down, your hip joints actually lock up. Yeah. as a normal human yeah. so if your hip joints are locking up and then they have a tendency to pop out at that lockout point they're going to pop out yeah. and that's not a point you should ever hit during a squat true yeah definitely so try the safety squat bar yeah it's something you can definitely think about like what about box squats yeah box squats again um i think one thing that might be beneficial i'm just it's really hard to analyze without seeing the person yeah. Um, and actually being able to work with them over time and kind of see where they're at and what works for them. Something that I would say would probably be an easy one, but most people won't have access to, is a belt squat as well. Um, Ooh, because yeah, yeah. because your hips are actually loaded, um, it allows you to perform a squat where you can lock your knees out, you can fully extend, but you can still keep a, a bend in the hips. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying to do that with a barbell on your back, even an SSB with any bar, your spinal erectors are going to get very fatigued over time because they are constantly bearing that load. Yep. Whereas when the load is on your hips, you don't you don't have to fully extend your hips. So, but you can still get a decent range of motion and squat deep, but just not not fully lock out. So there that's a potential to look at. A few ideas to try there. I hope that they help. Uh, must be fitness. Any tips for an advanced gym goer to help a complete beginner? From an advanced. Any tips? Oh, so. I think he's saying we're advanced gym goers to help a complete beginner. Yet your name is Must Be Fitness. I'm sure you're not a beginner. We know Must Be Fitness. He, yeah, he, yeah he's, he's, he always messages. Um, he, he's not a complete He's not a beginner. beginner. He's, you're he's, confusing us, sir. From what I've seen, you're pretty solid. You, can, you train consistently. You're in good shape. You know, I'm sure... I think he's deadlifted 140. 
Which again, that's, that's anyway. Right. Um, I, my, it doesn't matter whether you're advanced or whatever. The, I mean, the basics are the basics, which mm. most people seem to forget. If you don't actually need to change up from the solid basic foundations of weightlifting. Yeah. The only things that change is like we've talked about is weight, tempo, rep ranges, and control of muscle over time gets better. So you're able to focus harder. Mm. So my main tip would be don't try and do any overly excessive fancy movements. Stick to the basics and stick to getting them done well. Yeah, get get technically good at them. Technic- get yes. stronger with them over time or perform more volume with them over time. Um, and be, just be positively critical mm-hmm. don't just shift the weight and go yeah I did it video it if it's a squat or a deadlift see how did it actually go up yeah. compared to how it felt yeah. are you are you overly moving in the upper body when you shouldn't be are your um, knees tracking where they should be going you know are, are all these things in line because if they're not you don't need to increase that weight you need to improve the movement mm-hmm. and that's what I think improve movement over increase weight yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think that's always going to be crucial. I think the the number one take home of everything is just consistency over time. Yeah. That will consistently will consistency will trump every other variable to do with your training. Hard work beats what is it? Hard hard work beats. Um, I don't know. I think it's hard work beats skill when skill doesn't work hard. Yeah, yeah. But it's not the word skill. It's something like, um, there's another word for it, but that's pretty much the, the takeaway from it. Yeah, just consistency over time. You know what I mean? The the, the minutiae, as long as you're not doing anything that's detrimental, is going to hurt you. If you get in and get the work done and you do it more often than not, it's a this is a slow road. You know what I mean? Yeah. Training for years, you'll probably be training for the next twenty years, and you'll you hopefully be. be still so making progress. That should go. That's the realization: is what you've started is lifelong. Yeah, should be. Uh, one thing I would say is most people don't know is um, high frequency training would be my biggest one for people to do, and that's training everything at least twice a week. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, get rid of the bro split. It's not that it doesn't work; it's that it doesn't work long term. Yeah, you will hit plateaus hard. Frequency over total volume works definitely better, especially if you're a natural uh, athlete or natural. Gym Even if goer. you're not, though, it's still better. Yeah, Even if you're dark side, yeah. you will perform, you will improve more doing high frequency. It's just you get away with doing the bro split because you recover faster. That's, that's what I mean. I think, the, and there are some benefits to the bro splits in terms of um, the total volume and also the fact that you have potentially, you're able to get more exercise selection in than when you're hitting multiple muscle groups because obviously you that means you'll be doing some kind of clustering of exercises whether you're doing upper lower or push pull legs mm. or, or you know what i mean so you you can't fit as many movements in for your chest because you have to pair that in with other I, I still fit four movements in every week yeah. for each body part which is all they do anyway isn't it mm, i don't know i've seen bro switch where people are doing like six to eight different yeah, movements you couldn't do chest. that but if like, you're doing the four which is standard yeah two compound two isolation <laughs> you can actually match that on high frequency and overall because most people will do three or four sets mm-hmm. on the bro split when you're on high frequency, you do five sets, two exercises. Over the week, you actually end up with four more sets. Yeah, more per, total volume. You end up with way more total volume, yeah. yeah. And the, in the quality of that volume is way better because you haven't done, you're not doing those sets after you've already just done another, like, 10 sets previously. Yeah, you're not you're, beating a dead horse. Yeah, your shoulders are fresh or relatively mm-hmm. fresh because they've had a few days rest. Yeah. So the, the quality is going to be way higher. And you're stimulating them twice in a week yep. rather than once. Muscle and protein Because synthesis. our protein synthesis only lasts 70, max of 72 hours yeah. anyway. Targeted on targeted areas, um, there you go. Yeah, so definitely, yeah, increased frequency and one. This is very very specific to must be fitness because I, as we were talking, I remembered. I've seen you because he, he deadlifts relatively frequently, or I've seen him deadlifting. Um, your technique sound, um, and I've seen you fail or give up on lifts. 
so close to the lockout and you could have grinded them through. Yeah. They were, yes, you may have noticed a slight bit of breakdown in your form, but it was definitely within acceptable levels. You got to a point where it wasn't moving as fast as you'd like it to move. Learning how to grind is a skill as well. Yeah, because um, you have to feel where the load is still and you still maintain load in the correct areas, yeah. even through the grind. Yeah. If, you, if you're if you going full body, yeah, super scion and not feeling anything, mm. yeah, that's not a good grind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, but if you're still displacing on a deadlift, that load through the legs, the glutes, and it's not crushing your lower back to pieces, yeah. you're not feeling your shoulders getting ripped out. Mm. Then yeah, you know. I remember. I think I have seen him a few times fail on a deadlift because he was going for a new PB. I'm, and this was one time relatively recently, maybe like a month so ago. Need a hype man. And then time. yeah, exactly. And I was and like I was watching. And I was like, fuck, he's got this. And then he and then he'd put it down. I was like, that was you. There. You, you almost there. had it. You nearly there. locked it out. And he's like, you know, and he was failing. He was above the knee. Like he'd made it through the worst part. It wasn't yeah. that his grip was going. He literally was like going up, going up. And then it slows down, which that's fine. Yeah, didn't come to a halt. Yeah. It just slows down and then... See, that's when you need the it. dude next to you training. He will be there going, don't you fucking stop. Don't yeah. you fucking stop. Yeah, and just like that. push through. That, yeah. And like I said, I, you know, I'm all for calling it on a lift if you feel like you're hitting like a, a potentially risky form breakdown. Yeah, if you but, start twisting yeah. or rolling. From what I could yeah. see, it looked... You know, it looked very, it looked very good. Still, it just slowed down. So, yeah, that's one for you specifically. You <laughs> that's some tender loving care anyway. Okay, one negative you're leaving in 2021, and one positive you're taking into 2022. Oh, um, one negative that I'm leaving. I am gonna leave behind my fear of picking up the camera and just filming shit, mm. because I'm gonna start filming what I want to film, yeah, not what I think should be filmed, yeah. And so the positive I'm carrying forward into 2022 is the fact that I'm going to do of more of what I enjoy again and um, the fact that hopefully we're going to be able to travel again. Yes. Yeah. As well. And I'm idea. going to take advantage of that traveling. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I've not actually specifically thought about that. There's some that I kind of have in my mind already. And I know one of them that I definitely want to leave behind is um, how harsh I can be on myself. My, my kind of inner monologue is very... Um, I just have very high standards of what I expect of myself and that's good in certain aspects, but also uh, can wear me down yeah. in a sense. So oh, yeah. just to be, you know, so... Not beat yourself up as much. Yeah, so the good thing that I'm getting, I'm carrying through and the bad thing that I'm dropping, so I, I want to drop that kind of that negative um, or overly critical eye on myself. I don't want to, you know, I, I don't want to lose it completely because it's something that does help me improve over time. But the way I actually think about it should be improved, and I just be kinder on myself and let myself um, let myself go and have easy days sometimes. Yeah, That's realize all right. that, that it was okay to not have pushed that thing through that day. Yeah, it will happen tomorrow instead. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, some people need someone to like have a go at them and moan at them. Whereas, like, if I even if I haven't fucked up, if I've just not performed above. You feel like you've just not achieved as much as you could. Yeah, have. all yeah. it'll just yeah, it fucking really that took too much energy. Yeah, like, yeah, it pisses but me off. You still got a fucking job done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, not that'll be for me. I yeah, think. yeah. I think I think your yours is to um, appreciate the victories. Yeah, rather yeah. than you know uh, devalue the victory because it took a little longer than you wanted. Yeah, that's it. Because my idea of standards is like when something is achieved, it's not oh well done that's achieved. That's just like that's what you should have done. Yeah, I so I, I never really take that time to you know appreciate the fact that it's done. So as soon as it's done, right, what's next? Yeah. Never actually give myself a pat on the back or even just 
mentally kind of acknowledge the fact that I, yeah. I've just done a task. Yeah, acknowledge your victories. I think that's yeah. a good one. Uh, any goals for the new year? Well, I think we just really kind of covered that. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. Um, please explain to my girlfriend why she has to train upper and not just legs and bum. She won't listen to me. <laughs> because you will end up with terrible body imbalances. You'll actually end up with some issues and impingements if you don't train upper body. Also, by training upper body, you are going to improve your lower body as well because everything causes a release of growth hormone and you've got IGF-1 when you've got insulin yeah. rebalance and you've got the fact that you every time you train um, and stimulate those the muscle in the upper part of the body, you're going to help improve the tightness and overall look of your entire body because you're going to help uh, improve your glycogen retention throughout the entire body, which is going to make you look tighter and firmer. Mm-hmm. Also, women can't get big muscles easily. So the more you train your upper body, it's yeah. just going to get tighter and sharper, not bigger. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you might have, you will build a little bit of muscle, but it's not going to be anything that's detrimental to your overall look. Also, I'm assuming if you're training lower body with a degree of efficiency, you're going to be performing some kind of a squatting movement, some kind of a deadlifting movement. And... Both of those are loaded via your upper body. So having a weak upper back, mid back, lower back, um, shoulders, all of these things and forearms, all of these are going to be then limiting factors for your lower body training because you can't hold on to a deadlift because your arms are too weak. Or, you know, you can't squat properly. You can't squat very heavy. You can't handle the load. Yeah, yeah, because you you, you round over because your mid back's too weak. Um, so you're then leaving gains on the table for your lower body just because your upper body is not up to scratch. So there's not only that factor as well, but the fact that with um, a training split that encompasses your entire body, like you said, it's not you're going to be just overall healthier. Even if you don't give your upper body as much focus, that's completely fine. But it's another session in the gym. So if you were training lower body, realistically, you're probably not going to be training lower body more than three times a week. I think that's probably oh, like a. You'd be surprised. I, just, I know some people do, but if you're some sensible, hit glutes three times a week. Yeah. So if you're sensible, most people. And don't get me wrong, there are certain extreme cases where people would need to train with slightly higher frequency for lagging muscle groups. But she's obviously fairly new to lifting. If you still have that idea, yeah. So she might be in two leg sessions, three leg sessions a week. If you added another one or two upper body sessions in a week, that's more total training volume, more calories burned. You're yeah. going to have a slight increase in muscle mass. So you are then going to have a slightly higher resting metabolic rate. You're also going to have more calories on more total basis. calories. You're going to eat more without putting weight on. Yeah, th- there's a million fucking benefits of why she should do Sorry, that. bad weight, fat weight. Yeah. You want weight putting yeah. on. If you're trying to grow muscle, you're going to get heavier. Yeah, and also, that's fine. who the fuck wants to be weak do you want to not like uh, like I think that no matter who you are having a degree of strength because lower body strength unfortunately for most people is much less practical than upper body strength yeah. because having some great you know a great butt cheeks isn't going to help you carry <laughs> your, your shopping bags in Squeeze or open open that jar that you can't open or pick your kids up do you know what I mean like yeah. you, again you that that upper body strength is going to be a massive component to that so who wants to be weak and incapable there you go. And, and, a, and a sexy back on a girl that's well-defined is, yeah. is a hell of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Can we cover that one? Here we go. Let's, oh, we've got a, ju- a, <laughs> a little boy. bit creepy at the end there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying. Back. Like, yeah, a nice back on a girl that's no, defined. Yeah. Muscle, like musculature in a girl's back is, is, a, is so much nicer than a big smooth thing. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I remember when I was doing my uh, sports massage course when I was a kid, 
and like all the girls that we were massaging, they so it was at this college, um, and it was they basically did like health and beauty. So every single class in there was girls, and it was yeah. all doing beauty and all this stuff. And then there was just our one class of guys. And I when we were massaging the girls, most of them were opt for back massages probably because they didn't shave the legs. Yeah, <laughs> and then like it, some of them, it was fucking impossible. You would, it was just. Like just rib a rib cage, you might as well have been fucking massaging a xylophone or something like that. It was, or, yeah, yeah. Or it was just a slab of flat meat, and I was just like, I don't know where anything is. Yeah, I can't feel anything. That's and so and weird. and like it's because they got you know literally no barely any musculature at all. Ugh. That was that was a harsh noise. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, do you have a dream bike you would love to own? I've all. Also, I've passed my bike test recently. Any recommendations on upgrades from a 125? Well, Callum Roke, well fucking done on becoming part of the bike community mm. in full bore. Um, I would recommend um, for good bikes to start with, things like the Ducati Monster, um, the CB, is it CBF? CBF bikes are, are really kind of user-friendly. If you want the sports bike, like what I've got, the CBR 600 F4i is a brilliant bike to start with. You can work on all these yourself. Um, another one. What's another good one? He look at a few with you, didn't he? Yeah, um, I can't remember. What was the ones he came up with for you? I can't remember the names of them. Uh, they're the, all just bloody letters <laughs> and numbers. Most yeah, of they them. are. Yeah. Uh, there's a ah. Uh, there's. I want to say ZF, but that's the wrong one. Uh, it's not going to come to my brain. Um, but yeah, the the ones I've suggested are all, all good ones to go for. Honda's are freaking bulletproof engine wise. Just um, if you do buy a bike, try and get one that's been stored in a garage and not one that's kept outside under a tarpaulin because mm. they tend to just they, they suffer from weathering and you're going to end up needing to replace pipes and bolts and stuff like that. So that's a good way to go. But well, congratulations and dream bike. I don't really have dream bikes. I like so many different ones that there isn't just one I would want. Mm. Um, I do want to own some classic bikes like from the world war two era some of those enfields like mm. an original one um and then on the other end of things all the sports bikes to me are getting a bit boring if i'm honest yeah um they're all too kitted up they do too much for you everything's electronic you're just a passenger i like riding the things so i like feeling the gear change i like having to work them i like that whole atmosphere yeah. to the thing so um i like the older bikes my next bike that i want to get is an old cbr 600 um rr one from like 2000 and uh, I think like 1999 actually I think oh. it's they, they go from like a, I think it's a a T up to a W or an X they're all the same model just slight variations yeah. and I want to get the the later version of that, the 1999 version of that there's a CBR 600RR with a tiger, urban tiger yeah. fairing on it oof it's a sexy looking girl so yeah I'm a bit more about the older ones if I'm honest fair play yeah, I don't know. You don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. Yet. Needs to I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the same. That's your goal well, for yeah. 2022. Bike yeah, that's test. definitely a big goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mr. Lewis, with someone who has dyslexia as well, any tips to strengthen it? <laughs> what he wants to get more dyslexic. More, dis you want more, more dyslexia. Dys right, so what you need to do: find <laughs> hard surfaces like tables and hit your head from really fast. <laughs> but what, it, it's, what I find it affects the dyslexia more if you read a sentence and then immediately, <laughs> immediately hit your head. Okay, now so I'm assuming you want to uh, kind of work around the dyslexia, or well, work to improve. So for me. It's really hard to gauge how much of my kind of lagging behind was due to purely the dyslexia because when I was at school, I actively avoided anything that made me read because I 
I performed bad at it and I didn't want to show myself up. I was embarrassed, I suppose, to a certain degree. So, yeah, but I, I actively avoided it. So in a time where you're meant to be developing your reading and writing skills, I, you know, shied away from that. So that also then played into it and made Do my... Do you think you could have changed that, though? Because you were, you were young, you know what I mean? Did you I, even know you had dyslexia? I, I did. Um, did you get the help you needed? Did you feel like they supported you in that? I got some support right towards the end of secondary school, but by then it was too late. Yeah. Um, so, As an adult then, I guess, yeah, really potentially, what we're talking about. Yeah, potentially with better support. Um, I don't know where I would have been starting from. I might have been at a point where the dyslexia barely would have helped me back. Um, so one of the things that they did is test basically something to do with the colours of the pages, the font. Yes, isn't it blue sheets they put over the Different ones, so green worked better for me. Right. Um, so that is something that I do if I'm doing a, a decent amount of, basically have a little play around, see what colours seem to to trigger the, because a lot of the time you'll see words moving around and shifting uh, and blurring, which is quite challenging. So certain colours will work better together. Um and then also certain fonts. Some fonts for me just oh are like God. instant dyslexia. Like where they, they <laughs> literally just like look like shit. I can't. I can't read them. Um, so firstly, have a little play around. And now I've got a couple that I know work okay with me. So then, if I've got some a decent amount of reading to do, copy and paste it onto Word. Change the back color of the page. Change the font to a font that's readable. Make sure that the the font. Oh, you actually change the color of the page on the computer. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. So I just, if if it's that's something simple. digital, yeah, I just, that's how I'll do that. Um, and often increasing the spacing between words is something because the the shifting of the the words as you're reading them can be very distracting and then when they're shifting and moving over the top of each other basically Sounds becomes bizarre. really challenging it's really fucking hard to explain um so increasing the spacing between the words and between the lines that seems to make things a little bit better so i'm viewing i have less words on a page at once yeah does that make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. the makes more sense. that are on there the easier it is for me to kind of get jumbled when you're well, reading when it's spinning around they're all shifting if you look away and then look back does it stop no no, oh, it comes weird. back pretty much straight away. That's crazy. But it's it's like when I first start looking at something, it's fine. And then it'll gradually creep in over a bit of time and then it'll build up. I don't really, I don't know if this is the same for everyone. So this is how... What must we do with focal point then? I have no fucking clue. I have no clue. But it, it gets worse over five to ten minutes and then... Weird question. Can you do those magic eye things? What magic eye things? You know where it's like, it looks like nothing and then you stare through it and you can see a 3D image inside yeah, it. You yeah. Can, can you do those? Yeah. And do they stay solid? Yeah. So it's not focal stuff. Though. Yeah, I don't, I have no... Because that's I, about focal control, isn't it? Yeah. So that's one of the ways that affected me. And then because I I didn't I didn't read, I also, that had a knock-on effect to my actual spelling because mm. reading is a big way that people do pick up on, on how to spell. So by kind of, if it's on your computer, it'll allow you to read a little bit more text, which will help with your spelling. Making a conscious effort to to learn as well. This is something that Emma, she's a very academic, my partner. Um, she knows how to, she's just one of them people that you're like, how do you spell this? <laughs> yeah, and she just knows how to spell it because she's read so much. She's just picked up things over time. And she she was the person who told me that like, the more you read, the better you'll get at spelling because that's actually sure. how you pick most of these things up. So making a conscious effort to read a little bit more and ask the questions because for years, I would just spell stuff wrong and just be okay with that. And I would just, I'd blog, yeah, that's just, accept I just can't do that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm just, and I, I never chose to make any, any, do anything about it. So now I do make a conscious effort to, when I've spelled something wrong, but like, right, what is that? And, and again, it doesn't, definitely doesn't happen the first time. I might spell it wrong another 40 fucking times, 
and I'll know that I'm going to spell it wrong, but I just can't remember the right yeah, thing. Yeah. And just it's it's a real effort. It really is to make a, you know a conscious uh, change to that. If you're reading a physical book, you can get these little coloured sheets. So if you do find a colour that works a little bit better, have the coloured sheet. And also you can get coloured sheets that have basically um, they're blacked out. So you can only read one sentence at a time and, and then you move it down. down. So again, it it reduces the words on the page. It's got to be you. something to do with focal point versus peripheral vision. And it just merging the two. It's God crazy. Knows. But there yeah. you go. Lots of good suggestions. Those were some of the ones that I, you know, how... That was a deep-ass question. That was a big... The subject matter covered in very short <laughs> moment. Um, uh, favorite clothing brand? Hey. Didn't know. I got. I got to go with Levi's for the jeans, and then um, Kaha at the moment for me. I don't buy a huge amount of clothes. I like a lot of Zara stuff. To be fair, I don't. I, I buy those Kaha stuff vintage. Mm. I buy, that's why I hunt, hunt down the old school stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would know. suggest getting on some vintage places and, and, and buying clothes from there. You know, let's, let's start reducing our carbon footprint a bit. And you get some cool shit that people constantly ask, where's that from? Because you can't get it anymore. Yeah. And it's usually higher quality too. Yeah. Which is why oh, it's still available to almost buy. Almost definitely, because it probably wasn't knocked yeah. up in a sweatshop yeah. for 100%. Yeah, kicks ass. But I do like the Levi's Japanese denim yeah. ranges and stuff that are limited when they only make small runs. Yeah. They're well, well worth it. And they often go to sale because people don't know they exist. So you can really get some really cool stuff for, for half the price a lot of the time. Uh, did it, did, where are we at? Uh, t- Hi guys, love what you are doing. What do you both have planned for the new year? Uh, Twelve p. Uh, what, what? And then, then they've just. Oh no, God, that's, that's just two people with the same profile pic. I thought it was two questions. Okay. Oh. Um. So, what have you planned for the, for the new year? Do you need for New Year's Eve or for New Year in general? Because we've talked about that already. I'll guess in New Year's Eve. Maybe new Year's Eve and a party at the neighbours. They put him on, on and they're very good. They do like full shebang. You go in and there's big old casserole dishes full of chicken curries and usually like some kind of casserole things going on. And there's a be loads of dips and foods and everyone brings a pudding or a salad or something over. Nice. And there's usually like 20 or 30 people there. And, and there's a ridiculous amount of champers and stuff on, <laughs> on tow. Yeah. Class. Yeah. Um, for me, so I'm still unsure. I know Tyler, the restaurant, asked if I wanted to go over because he's having some people over his little house party. Um, not certain whether I'm going to do that. We might be boring and just have a quiet one, me and Emma. Um, it's first year in the house, and we just yeah. enjoy, like we're really enjoying having a bit of time to ourselves. I with, bet. You're busy. With, yeah, with not a lot of well, we've always got stuff going on, but so having these few days where we've got you know just free time to chill and spend time with each other and relax. I'm really enjoying that. So might just be a boring bastard and, and do that. <laughs> Say a play. Um, 12 p.m. Is it better to lose weight than build muscle? Or I don't know why it says 12 p.m. at the beginning. Maybe that's it's an error with the old uh, spell checker. Is it better to lose weight than build muscle or do both at the same time? Um, well, it's better to train to lose fat and in the interim you will develop any new muscle that you need to develop that you haven't hit properly before because you can, there's a very limited window where if you create a new stimulus to a muscle, you can increase and improve that muscle in a weight loss phase, but it will plateau out after uh, probably around about five or six weeks. But there is a possibility of doing that. My, I have always said strip down to build up Mm -hmm. because once you strip down sensibly using macros in a controlled manner, um, you can see where your real weak points are, where your real strengths are, and then you can, and then also you can come up doing a lean gain, 
So you're very controlled with your calories, very consistent, and you just up and you kind of slowly edge your way up over a good 12-month period, yeah. you know, and, and stay in better shape. And you're able to judge your real results that are happening as you go along. Yeah. I think um, for me, I, I pretty much like 80% agree with what you said. I think it does can vary slightly depending on that person's start position. For most people, they're probably carrying a little bit more fat than they want to, yeah. and most people probably not carrying anywhere near as much muscle as they'd want to. So yeah, dropping that body fat first, and you'll still be able to put on muscle when you're very new to lifting because you're in that kind of unique position where just muscle will fucking fall onto you just because yeah. it wants to. Um, there is a certain kind of group of people that might be that kind of skinny fat but they're not really that fat it's uh, they only look fat because they just have no muscle on them at all then probably going into a you know a, a relatively lean bulk or even staying at maintenance and just trying to get stronger trying to put on muscle tissue and you you might actually carry the same amount of body fat but you yeah. will look leaner because it then starts to get distributed over a bigger frame you've got more muscle <laughs> yeah. so like people under, and obviously this is over the course of yeah. a year or two but i would say that's more what people should do if they don't want to lose any um weight mm. um i don't think anybody should be at a basic level and start a, a, a quote-unquote bulk right because you're, you're basically just going to get fat because if you're already not if you're not shredded naturally and then you start eating excessive calories you're going to just put fat on yeah. especially if you've not got the muscle mass to absorb those calories it's a stupid idea so like you said it's way better just find your maintenance level start building from that mm -hmm. or strip back and build up that's our, that's our two words, definitely. Collagen, your views. Um, I've used collagen, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly, um, seemingly very effectively through my recovery. So I've dosed 10 grams of collagen pretty much most of the way through my recovery stage because collagen is a massive factor in tendon and ligament. Um, yeah, fucking little fruit fly thing looking around. How did the they orange. sneak in? Oh, after the chalky orange, that one little fly has made his way through the whole house. I can smell it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, collagen makes up a, a large proportion of our tendons and ligaments, and we don't really get adequate supplies through our diet most times. So, to supplement collagen is a very good idea, especially if you're recovering from an injury. Also, it's you know it's not bad to have in there for your skin and all that kind of. Yeah, jazz. there's meant to be lots it's of benefits. lots of health benefits. For yeah, it. joint and tendon health. Um, there's no real negatives to it, other than most of the time it doesn't taste too great. If you're having I'd it, like pina colada, it was all right. Oh, really? Yeah. I just I, get flavourless and just bang it in something. I was going to say, I was on my protein literally yesterday, I think, about to order um, I've a got the marine, collagen. Co marine collagen from them, just flavourless. Right, yeah, because that, that's what I was going to get, but I was going to talk to you before I actually did it. Because, um, again, with video I was watching, I think it was Vigorous Steve, and he said he kind of gets a lot of his clients to, to shift onto collagen protein um, just because of the, the joint protective yeah. benefits of it. He said it's just a much better quality of protein. And he said the only trouble is normally the taste, um, but he said still get your whey but then put like one scoop of whey one scoop of collagen so you yeah. get your flavor from your whey yeah. and then plain collagen so yeah, yeah i think that's probably something i'm going to be trying myself weird question but where did you buy your coffee mugs from i think they're talking to me uh prink nash just google prink nash p-r-i-n-k-n-a-s-h all one word it's just a style right now they're, they're not even that expensive you can usually find them on some um Little sight as he could get in the fly. Here comes his doom. Kill the fly. Yeah, you got him. Oh, oh, oh he got away. <laughs> oh, my God, you trashed the place. 
fucking did, though. Oh, he got him. Got him Sorry good. Sorry about that, everyone. That was Bob literally just... Fuck it, that was so aggressive. That was so... Because you missed him on the grab. You were just like... Uh, that's it. You could see you're just pure... Look at the matches all, all over the table. <laughs> um, right, let's go. Fast, fast. Lightning fast. Oh, God. Backing up on the other two hours. When will you be uploading the video about your recovery from your surgery, bro? I'm literally filming that today, bro. So it will be up, bro. Um, probably the next day, bro. Okay, bro. Cool, bro. Go for it. Nice and early. 9 a.m. Don't know what that means. It's because we got an early one in. Oh, of course. Yeah, we asked you on it. 9 a.m. or 12 p.m. tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> My bad. 9 a.m. Okay, cool. Uh, how was both your Christmases? Well, we just said both of us before. They were good, but they were relatively quiet for everyone, we feel, this year. Mm. Kind of just floated on by. Which I liked. I enjoyed the fact that it was a quiet one. I didn't mind it, but I wouldn't want it again. Mm. I want a bit more fuffle next year. Your family were away, weren't they? So. Yeah. I did feel that, actually. Mm. I'm a bit annoyed. Did you FaceTime any of them on Christmas Day? On Christmas morning and Christmas Day, all the way through, yeah. The whole day? But they just You hired somebody <laughs> off the street to have a phone <laughs> on their face to pretend to be your mum. Just follow around. They, um, they were weird. My mum, obviously, FaceTime me from Thailand. Mm. They were by a pool on Christmas Day eating pizza and chips by the beach. So they went from the pool, and you walked from the pool about 100 metres in straight onto the beach. And I'm just looking at her, shaking my head, like, it's not Christmas. What are you doing? That's wrong. Mm. And then my other sister was burnt. <laughs> and then my other sister was just like, yeah, hey, Lex, pizza and chips. Yeah, Christmas. Because she's an Aussie mm. now, because she's been over that long. She doesn't really, hot Christmas is normal to her. I was just sat there going, I made the right decision. That's mm. wrong. That's all wrong. I don't want to be there right now on Christmas. That's wrong. New Year's, yes, Christmas, no. Mm. Now, my other sister lives in Bordeaux. She, like, rang me at like, 8 in the morning. Look at that. And, um... So we had a nice conversation in the morning there. And just yeah, she was off to uh, lunch at a a lady whose house she used to live with because in the house was like a maisonette flat, and she lived in there, and it was within the within this huge mansion. And so she was off to a, a Christmas um, a Christmas mansion meal for the day. And so she just stayed in touch with this lady for a year. She doesn't live with her anymore; hasn't for two years or so. But mm. she still invited her over for Christmas. That was oh, lovely. God. So it was nice because they were all you know having fun. But I was also a bit miffed. We went together because I'm a very Christmassy person. I like the old family get-togethers. Mm. Right, here we go. Right, fast, fast ones. Here we, we go. We weren't fast. We're going fast from now. What's the best advice you can give to an over 50 just starting out in fitness? It doesn't fucking matter. Get going. Sort your diet out and make sure you're doing the training like we've talked about throughout this podcast. Yeah, all the same rules apply to you other than your progression will be ever so slightly slower, but at 50, still not, not majorly slow. No, I do TRT as well, mate. Yeah, not. look into that. How is, uh, where in the world that you, where in the world that you haven't been do you want to go to? Um, Vietnam. I want to go there and Iceland. Thailand is somewhere I definitely want to go. Fuck everywhere. Mexico. I really want to go to Mexico as well. Oh, yeah, I was disappointed in Mexico. No, oh, don't tell me that. I went for the wrong bit there. Oh, really? I went to a site. Right. We want to go into the real bit and stay mm. in there. Yeah. Weirdest request. Sorry, chocolate face. Weirdest request from a company wanting to work with you? Well, don't, don't look at me. I, <laughs> no, no one wants to work with me. <laughs> I haven't had weird requests. They're just, nah. No, no there hasn't really been any. What's your favourite day of the year? Christmas, Halloween, birthday, etc. I think Christmas trumps them all for me when it's done right. I think Halloween for me. Yeah, you are Halloween. We just said that the other week. Mm. Why is there a fruit called a grapefruit when we already... When there's already a fruit called a grape. <laughs> it's true. 
somebody was being spiteful and tried to underwell, und, uh, undermine the person who uh, put grapes out there. And he was just like, oh, I've got grapefruit. Well, which did it first? I reckon grapes were first and then grapefruit came in after. That is weird, though, when you think mm. about it. Why is that? Because they're not even slightly well, similar. Well, I suppose it's going to be probably because this is what they are in the English language. And I would oh, imagine... so in their gra- native tongue... They might be completely different. Yeah, so but that's then, why. Th- normally that's Your how they work. Your brain's so fucking smart Normally sometimes. that's how they work. They'll, they'll, it'll be yeah. like a misinterpretation of another language. Yeah. So they'll have translation one or something else and then it'll be changed slightly. <laughs> what are you people are weird. Why is the Earth not a perfect sphere? Because we are, we're moulded by the gravitational pull on the Earth. Uh, that is spinning and constantly evolving. So we have different weather systems that uh, react around the world that erode the Earth in different ways mm. around the Earth. So and also as we form, like as there's different gravitational pulls on different parts of the Earth constantly as well, which mm. cause different things. Things that have hit the planet over the years, or yeah. as well. Impact signs. I learned the other day that some of the deserts are moving, mm. literally moving beneath our feet. They actually are in a consistent point of motion, yeah. just in, in susceptible to the eye. But if you time-lapse them, yeah. entire deserts are shifting all, all the time, yeah. which is why they stay deserts, because nothing can get root there. Uh-huh. Any desert that stops moving then stops turning into a desert. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That's on um, Welcome to Earth with Will Smith. Have uh-huh. a look at that. It's a really, cr- really interesting series. Yes, that's why. Um, one thing I can't do is diet. Do you have any tips? Yeah, we've just gone through all those. And also um, macros, macronutrient dieting is the way forward. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm assuming he means by dieting. Just they fail at it. So you're probably trying to weight. Because uh, that's normal. One thing I can't do is diet. Most people, I think, associate that's diet with trying to drop fat, don't they? Yeah, I suppose. But the same, if you've got a goal set, you have to hit certain macro. Here's the thing. If you can't do it, cool. You're not going to be in the shape you want to be in ever. Mm. that's it end of either fucking commit to it and do it or um, just tough. accept you're going to stay the way you are yeah they're tough they require effort and and you know that's it there's there's a few tips but none of them mean that it's easy they just no. make it slightly easier but macros is the way forward to do it in which case you hit protein carbs and fat targets and no food is off limits in that respect and you learn a lot about your foods as well you learn that some you think are bad are very easy to fit into your diet and some you thought were actually okay for you and healthy like fruits mm-hmm. many of them actually smash the shit out your carbs and you actually need to be careful where you time them and when you eat them doesn't mean they're bad for you just means that you probably ate more than you should on top of other foods and you didn't realize and all of a sudden you got more calories than you thought you ever had when you thought you'd been healthy so things like that be scientific about it be smart don't do it bro don't do it in only eight weeks realize that it's a long-term thing long-term mm-hmm. goals even when i dieted for shows i took 20 weeks to do yeah. it minimum the thing is anything that you're doing it it's got to be done in the long run because if you make a short-term change to get a, you know an effect that will be a short-term effect then yep. if you follow this crazy diet for eight weeks 12 weeks whatever it would be and then stop you're going to go back to how yep. you were <laughs> and then the longer is. and more consistent you are with something and the better shape you get in the easier it is to stay in that shape as well so you know you are rewarded for what you do over time mm-hmm. so there you go that is, we're coming up on our time limit. So that is it for this episode. It's been a bit longer, but there you go. Starting the new year. Happy with, new year. That was a full of information. That okay. was a proper one. If you like those style, let us know, because we will smash through like, like topics like that. I think that's what we're going to aim to be doing all through the new year as well, is a yeah. very specific, more specific-based yeah. podcasting. We're going to get more more guests, more topics, like yep. more specific topics, because we've had quite a lot. 
um, that we come in and it is just about the th- you know stuff's been going on in our lives you know yeah. which, which is which worth talking about 100% but I think that I always feel happier when we've been able to put out a bit more of an informative S- specific one. subject matter we will focus on so yeah. we can give you guys more help and I think but, look, looking at the views as well I think they do tend to like sometimes perform a little harder yeah, as well especially they? if they're, they're things like break, getting over breakups lifestyle things that other people don't tend to cover or maybe mm. don't feel they sh- should but yeah. fuck that we'll cover all the weird shit yeah I think we, we preface all this with like none of us uh, you know we are relative experts in fitness but there's obviously still people that know far more than both of us but all the other things they're just things that have worked for us it's not yeah. that it's it's not a golden rule. There's no, no such thing. It's Learn just what's, what's worked from us. And That's yeah, it. and things that we've picked so up over it. time. We're going to have to wrap it up. So very merry, happy new year to everybody. Happy 2022. Leave behind in 2021 all that fucking baggage. <laughs> yeah. Bring forward only the good shit and be fucking ruthless. Do you know what? I'm going to say it. Be fucking ruthless. Look out for number one and help as many people along the way as you can. And you will surround yourself with better people, happier people, and hopefully you'll have a better and happier year. So here we go. Fuck you, 2020 and 2021. <laughs> 2022, year of travel, year of getting stuff done. This is our year. This is it. So this, uh, that's a, a first 2022. Make your own energy and toodle pip. <laughs>